This episode of Comedy Bang Bang is brought to you by Apartments.com. Is 30 seconds enough time to convince you to use Apartments.com to find your next home? I don't know. How long does it take to tell you that Apartments.com has the most listings anywhere and helps get more renters into their homes than any other website? After all, 40 million people have found their place there. So, yeah, 30 seconds should be plenty of time. Visit Apartments.com to find your next place. Apartments.com, the most popular place to find a place. Guys, I want to say I'm very, very excited about uh, the fact that today's episode is brought to you, oh, such a good show, by the return of the FX original comedy, What We Do in the Shadows. So good, so nice. The Hollywood Reporter called the series' first season, quote, and I'm quoting this, ridiculously funny. They didn't just stop at ridiculous. And they warned that you will die laughing. I think they were probably making a pun about the fact that the show is about vampires and they're the undead or they're dead. What are vampires? Are they dead? And then they become undead? I don't know. Anyway. The show goes into all of this. I think that's the pilot episode. They talk about all the terms. Anyway, this season, Shadows continues to follow our four favorite vampires who have been living together for hundreds of years. Uh, The season even features our buddy Nick Kroll, friend of the show for 11 years at this point. What We Do in the Shadows premieres Wednesday, April 15th on FX, streaming next day, FX on Hulu. And if you missed season one, catch up now on FX on Hulu. I'm a little blackbird looking for a bluebird. Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. What? Yeah. Thank you to the Jake boss. Is that a play on anything? I don't know. <laughs> I like it, though. It's, I mean, it's evocative. I'm a, oh, it's evocative, all right. By the way, you didn't say it. I said the Jake boss, and you just sat there. Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> uh, welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. Best of 2019, part three. Listen, We're- I want to apologize to the Jake boss. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm giving him a hard time You're all over the, the place. Him or her. Or, him or her. The boss could be a woman. This is not Jake. This is Jake's boss. The Jake boss. The Jake boss. Yeah. Jake's only boss. Do you the think, only Jake? Do you think it's Jake from Jake and the Fat Man? Do you think it's the Fat Man is Jake's boss? Do you think it's Jake from Less Than Jake? Oh, of course. Was that the same Jake? The it's got to be, right? It's got to be. There's Jake? only so many Jakes. Jake from the Fat Man is less than Jake? <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so his, the name is, his name is Jake and his nickname is less than. Jake, quote, less than, unquote, yeah. Fat Man friend. <laughs> so he's like, I mean, in, in a way he's more than the Fat Man because he gets his own name. The Fat Man is just called the Fat the Man. The Fat Man. By the way. Although the Fat Man, there's more of him because he's fat. Do you think that it originally was... Jake and the Batman, and they couldn't get the rights. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think it was. I think that they and there's. I think a lot of the dialogue in the script was still, "Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Fat Man, 
we you and Robin get, should. We have to get out of this cave. <laughs> we, and in, into my car. And then into someone's dreams. <laughs> the Scarecrow. <laughs> Ah, uh, welcome to Comedy Jake Bang Bang. Jake and the Jake and the Fat Man to me. We should all get together and sing that. Now <laughs> I feel like you're mocking my idea from before. I like your idea from before. Thank you. I like you from before. I like, you, I like you now. right now. And in the future, let history yeah. be the judge. No, I'm going to say I like you in the future. Okay, okay, okay. But who knows for how long? Future's a mighty long time, my friend. That's right. And it is not written at this point. Mm, Although some, some would say that it, it, everything has occurred already. For some men, truly nothing is written. Mm. Lawrence of Arabia. The immortal bard. That's right. Uh, welcome to the show. My name is Scott Ackerman, and I'm the host of Comedy Bang Bang. My and name is Paul F. Tompkins. I'm the guest of Comedy Bang Bang. That is right. And together we are... The Incredible, incredible duo. duo. Is that what it was? Yes, and the dynamic something. The dynamic... Buds, no, <laughs> please, please, the dynamic, not the dynamic buds, buds of May. <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't mind that the dynamic buds of May. <laughs> that would be okay. That's my that. third choice out of three. No, oh, all right. Um, it by the way, still December, December 30th. Can you believe it? Can you believe we are just about to ring in 2020? Did you ever think you would live to see the day 2020? I remember I when I, I wouldn't. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, God, I hope I'm dead by 2020. Yeah, me too. I remember being eight years old in like 2020. I hope I'm dead. <laughs> no, I used to, first of all, the year 2000 seemed like an eternity. Yes. Uh, when I was... When I was young, I was like, oh, I'll be this age. And, you know, know, I'll be three years old. When we die, it <laughs> will be those weird people that have, uh, you know, the, the previous centuries. Knowledge. <laughs> we contain everything that anyone learned in the previous it, it, century. It will die with us. Uh-huh. But like when you were when you were a kid, if you would see a tombstone yeah. that the beginning day was at 18. In 1800, you'd be yeah. like, what an what an ancient fuck. What a piece of shit. <laughs> I would spit on it. Oh, I wish this person was alive so I could kill them. <laughs> but we're going to be those people. We're going to be those people. Who are these people going Who to be? Who are these Us. people? December 30th. What is this month? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, why 12 months? Um, why, can't the, why can't you have a girlfriend who's 19? <laughs> December 30th, this is part three. Every year at this time of year, we, uh, look, I'm going to admit it. We don't want to be recording episodes at the end of the year because no one's around. You're admitting it. So instead, let's put out best ofs. There we go. That was the original inspiration. Was that the, the original inspiration? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I believe in the first year that we did a best of, uh, it was, we would bank it because normally we did the show live on the radio. Mm -hmm. um, so the first year- oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, the first year of the show, we did it Bill O'Reilly style. We fucked it and did it live. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was impossible to get anyone into the studio uh, in the winter months. So we would record these after the previous week's episodes or something and, and would put these out. I think also people didn't want to go there. Yeah. What? <laughs> to that studio. Oh, to that studio. Oh, yeah. was it a pain to go to? I mean, it was a pain for me. It wasn't me. inconvenient. It wasn't, and, it was, it's on know. Wilshire, which is not really where. Then you would have to go up, you, you get to the floor, you get to where the radio station was. And then you'd have to check in. And then they'd make in, you wait for a long and time. And someone would come down, long time, and someone would come down and get you and then bring you up. And then you'd have to wait in a different room and then yes. you'd finally be brought in. It was just a big pain in the ass. Yes, it was. Um, like, but, all, like all radio. Yes. But now we're in these wonderful studios and uh, it's wonderful to be here. And I probably. 
probably could get people, but it's become such a, an incredible tradition uh, here uh, to be listening to. What do they call us the incredible tradition? Oh. <laughs> These two guys are just such an incredible tradition. Scott Ackerman and Paul Tompkins, the incredible tradition. <laughs> but um, it, it grew from one episode uh, of a best of to- acorn. To uh, uh, and that one was like an hour and fifteen minutes, and oof. then has grown into these four episodes, which all are over two hours long. The diseased oak, <laughs> <laughs> and people always said like more, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? The real Gloria Gainers. Um, so that's what we've done. We've stretched these out, and uh, Paul and I taped these in a row, um, and we're at the halfway point at this point, and uh, no end in sight for us. Yeah, I can't imagine it's ever going to be over. (laughs) (laughs) But this is number three, and uh, three of four, and uh, what we're doing on uh, this episode is we are going to be hearing the, and these are all episodes that have been voted on by the listeners, by the way. We put out a poll. Uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, after Thanksgiving. Oh, Scott. <laughs> oh, God. Your I'm just tears remembering are streaming Thanksgiving. streaming down your face. <laughs> All those Native Americans. Oh, God. <laughs> they made friends. Um, it's such a beautiful they holiday. They made friends. <laughs> Is that really what happened, though? <sighs> doubtful. Very doubtful. Very doubtful. I think that's what uh, a story that was invented is sort of like the throwing shoes at the leprechauns. You know what I do? I throw shade at the leprechaun. <laughs> Stupid leprechaun. That's the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, why was I talking? Oh, yeah, yeah, Everyone votes on these, and they uh, vote for their uh, top 10 favorite episodes, and then the results come in, and uh, we have, uh, <laughs> and then Paul hits the mic Cheers. with a big glass bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this is me trying to subtly ask for another bottle of water yeah. to the booth. Um, and uh, this year we've been counting down the top 15 episodes of Comedy Bang Bang. And on this episode, we will be hearing clips from the number eight, the number seven, the number six, and the number five episodes. It's exciting. So we're getting up there. Do you remember the movie Anaconda? No, I didn't want none. With John, because it didn't have buns? Yeah. There were so many buns in the movie. So many buns. J-Lo was in it. it. <laughs> it's right Face there. down. It's right there. Face down in her coffin. <laughs> um... Uh, there's, of course, John Voight was in the film. Of course. A recipient of the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom? Freedom or, or Honor or something some like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, at one point he says, to, he's like the sort of river guide or whatever to show these people that want to see the Anaconda, the Anaconda. Right. And I can't remember the, the what's happening before in the scene. Maybe people are arguing. But at one point, John Voight says in his this accent that he's doing for the movie. Yeah, he does some sort of South American accent. Something or? like that? Yeah. yeah. He goes, danger! It's a sighting! <laughs> and that is that is a non-musical earworm that, that is, is in my head. Yes, at all times. I think about it. It pops into my head a lot. Yeah. When people say something that's exciting. Or when people say something is dangerous. Right. Danger is exciting. Danger! You know what I think of? It's exciting. You know what I think of? I think of, uh, very similarly, I think of the time that I went to Disneyland with some work friends. And this was when I was working with Rachel Quaintance, mm-hmm. who, uh, whom you know, uh, mm-hmm. has been on the Never Not Funny podcast a bit and was on the Comedy Bang Bang TV show. Uh, I was a waiter with her. 
And uh, uh, was this Chin Chin? This was at Chin Chin. And a bunch of the waiters uh, all like we loved. This is one of those waiter jobs where we all liked hanging out with each other and yes. hang out with each other off hours. And so we all went to Disneyland together, and um, Rachel and I found ourselves upon the Jungle Cruise, and the uh, tour guide, if you've never been on the Jungle Cruise, it's basically a, uh, a preordained route through the jungle, uh, but the tour guide can say whatever they want. It's the only place in Disney where irony is allowed to exist. Yes. So you uh, and my brother worked on it for a while and so you you got a script but you were encouraged to riff and be funny on it occasionally you would go too far my brother told me the story of a coworker who said uh, once he was like over there is a toucan and we all know that three toucans make a six pack and that was a beer reference was determined that was too, too far. far yes that wow. was too far so the disney wow. corporation either took him out of the Jungle Cruise or said, you can't say that anymore or something like that. <laughs> either they fired him or they said, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. The two extremes. <laughs> or they killed him. I'm not sure. But um, this particular uh, tour guide on the Jungle Cruise that day had a vocal tick, which um, I think maybe knowingly was doing it or – it was a lot like when I would go, uh, I, I, for some weird reason, I saw Moby, the singer, sing mm. three times in one year because he was always doing <laughs> yes. festivals. About this, yeah. And so at, immediately when every song would end, he'd say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, I don't know whether this is a thing that his brain is telling him he has to do right. the minute a song is over right. or whether this is an ironic like him saying here's what I want to ask did, did the thank you thank you thank you occur thank you, before thank you, thank you. people were responding to the end of the song it was literally the song would end and over the like you would normally wait until the uh, yes. applause died down a little bit it was just like dun, 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 dun. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank <laughs> you uh, and he did it every song. And so this was a lot like this, but but the tour guide on the Jungle Cruise would point out something and say, look at that over there. There's a hippo. Uh, oh, no, the hippo's attacking us. He'd go, very exciting, very dangerous. <laughs> very exciting, very dangerous. Over here is a- uh, Why? We both have one. It's yeah, weird. it's weird. Around the words danger and exciting. But I think about it all the time, and it's, it's just like- <laughs> Over here is a uh, uh, totem pole, and uh, uh, this is where the natives uh, gather human heads and uh, put them on a pole. Very exciting, very dangerous. <laughs> I think about it all the time, and I say it, too. Very exciting, very dangerous. Wow. Anytime you point something out. <laughs> all right. I feel less alone in yeah, the world. so do I. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'd like to uh, be buried next to each other face down. That's why they call us the Dynamic Buds of May. <laughs> So uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, these wonderful uh, episodes. And if you've never heard Comedy Bang Bang, I know I describe this every uh, part of the best ofs. But uh, for a lot of people, even the third part of four parts is the first time they've ever heard the show. Yeah. Comedy Bang Bang is a show where uh, I am the host. Com uh, <laughs> I'm the host, Scott Augerman. I'm not named Comedy Bang Bang. I got confused for a second. Uh, I'm the host, Scott, and I have entertainers on, um, comedians, actors, I'm musicians. Yes, Paul, I'm one of the entertainers. <laughs> and I talk to these people uh, for a bit, and they are themselves. And then I have comedians on who are playing characters. They're playing fake people or they're playing, doing impressions of real people. 
And uh, we never really break the reality of it. We never say that, uh, hey, uh, you know, we, we don't end every episode by saying, I'm John Gabris and I'm playing intern Gino or anything like that. Yeah, people don't like do a curtain call like at yeah. the end of the bad seed. Exactly. So we do it. We do it here on the best ofs where we talk about the process a little bit. We don't normally do. This is not a typical episode of Comedy Bang it's Bang. It's atypical. Yes. And in fact, Paul is not on every episode of Comedy Bang Bang. So no, this, it's if, weird. If this is your first time listening, you'll be very confused if you listen to a different episode and say, where's Paul? Who are all these weirdos? Exactly. Another thing we do on the show is we play the snowman game where the snowman <laughs> turns around. Snowman's going to be looking at us. he's going to be looking at somebody. He sings right. a song. So the snowman's singing. Now he's turning. Is he going to look at me? No. no. He's looking in the corner to no one. Now he's turning around again and he's... Oh, he got gotcha. you. It's it's close, but I think it's, it's close enough. You got okay. So I've been looked at. I would. There, oh, that is now perfect. he's right on. He's me. right on me. Bang on. Right down the this barrel. Is it. Look at me. 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 Oh, oh still right over Paul's shoulder. Fuck. That was sad. That maybe, was great. Maybe next episode. It was, wasn't it? The next episode. Hold up. Um, that was great. What I just it, did. What? Okay. <laughs> so these clips that we're going to hear and and from these uh, episodes. By the way, it is an improvisational show. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen on it every episode. Basically, the comedians come in and say, "Hey, I'm going to be playing this person." Yes. And we don't pre-discuss what we're going to talk about. No. We just find it in the moment. Yes. So the clips that you're going to hear are from uh, the favorite episodes of the fans uh, of this year, uh, and they will have a lot of different people on them. Uh, I'm, the only through line is myself. So uh, mm. that is, that's a good uh, description of the show. Yes? Uh, I guess, yeah. You, uh, do you take umbrage? Well, I don't take umbrage. I take exception. Which exception do you take? I take this one. Okay. Uh, th- did not talk about me enough for me. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think I, I think all of it in in it needs me for context. Oh, okay. So, well, if you're listening to Paul F. Tompkins, hello. He's a comedian. Yeah. Um, uh, stand-up comedian. Although, I, would you call yourself a former stand-up comedian at this no, point? No. Hey, when's the last time you did stand-up? It's been a while. How long? Yeah. Yars? Yars. Yars, you have not done stand-up. It's been a few years, yeah. Wow. So I was stand-up, yeah. Do you, do you think that if you started doing it again, if you got back up on stage, that you would still be good at it? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> uh, I hope so. <laughs> do you think you ever will do it again? Yeah, I think so. I think you so. think you will? Yeah, yeah. When? Yeah. Mm, later. Now? No, Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later, for sure. You And, Paul, you were uh, uh, one of the best, and you haven't done it in years. One of the best. Mm. <laughs> what, what is this guy that I, you're doing? I don't know. I don't like this it. Is, I want you to stop it right now. It's the real me. This is the real this you? The real me. Oh, no. Well, Thank right. you for putting out a character all these years I've known <laughs> you, because I don't like him. Um, He's easier to do than... The real me. The real you is yeah. a chore. Yeah, that's the same for my radio voice. It's, <laughs> it's a bit of a struggle. 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 Tom um, Brokaw. Well, Paul is a comedian who uh, has been on this show since the early years. And yeah, um, was the first time you did the show as yourself? I can't recall. You called in from, uh, you were living in New York doing Best Week Ever. And you, yes, I you believe. you would call in a few times. I called in a few times. I believe the first time I was myself, one time I was the ghost of Michael Jackson who had just died. 
Right. That was episode five or six or something and like that. One time I was iced tea, I believe. Yes. And and those, the, the uh, uh, you, you start doing characters uh, sort of on this show. Is that right? Yeah, it's true. Um, just uh, because. Because I've been doing them on Best Week Ever. Right. But that was for that show. And then when you started this show, you invited me to do it and you said you could do whatever you want. You could be yourself. You could be a character. And that was that put the idea in my head that I could do maybe I could do a character. And you start doing ca- characters and uh, were an immediate success at it, and immediate in fact <laughs> have been a staple of these best of episodes throughout the years. Wouldn't it be strange if I invited you on here to co-host the best ofs with me, and then none of your episodes <laughs> ended up being? Well, on it? I mean, that's what I think about every year. <laughs> is that is that you oh, have a knot in your stomach year. as you approach? Well, not a knot in my stomach. I mean, come on. But a lump in your throat. But much like when I uh, knew the day would come when I uh, would be stopped at the door of the UCB theater. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It someone who, happens to us all. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who I was. And I was like, oh, it's going to happen eventually. And then <laughs> and then it did. Yeah. And uh, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, there was somebody else there that was like, no, no, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I still much now. Like, much like how Kulop stopped uh, Sean Clements. Oh, that story is amazing. <laughs> and you know what? She was right. She was 100% right. <laughs> um, but yeah, much like that, you, there will come a day, you think, where none of your episodes make it into the top yeah, 10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that is not uh, this experience this year, because already uh, up to this point in episodes one and two, we have heard uh, three of your episodes. Not bad. Not bad at all. Perhaps you'll have some more. Still hanging in there. Hey, in the we'll top see. eight. We'll, we'll see. see. We we definitely will see. You're in my top eight. Remember MySpace? MySpace. You're in my top five. Chris Rock. Damn. Chris Rock. <laughs> Get a movie called Top Five. I forgot about that along with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Every single person in the world. Um, including the participants therein. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. The aforementioned Seinfeld. That, what was that movie? He was a famous comedian. Yeah, but he wasn't himself. He was a famous comedian who was a alcoholic, I believe. And he had that classic scene in a movie, a recovering alcoholic, where he went into a liquor store and was tempted by all the liquor. Sure. It looks beautiful. <laughs> it, it, I mean, there are nice bottles. Liquor stores. I like liquor stores. I like I to look at the bottles. I turned my own house into a liquor store. That's strange. I don't drink. I just love the bottles. But you do like to sell liquor. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> to minors. <laughs> Come on by, kids. Hey, kids. It looks like a house on the outside, but it is a liquor store on the inside. <laughs> Party on the inside. And I will sell you booze. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great racket. <laughs> uh so Paul has been on the show, and yeah. we've, we've been doing these best ofs every year yeah. uh, together for at least eight years or nine or maybe 10 or 11 or 12. Or 11. Who knows? <laughs> maybe we've been doing this since the dawn of time. <laughs> Certainly feels like that when we tape all of these best of episodes back to back. But this is uh, on this episode, we're going to be uh, hearing clips from number eight, number seven, number six, and number five. And let's just get right to it. Let's get to your what you've chosen as your number eight. Number eight. All right, number eight. I need to know. Yeah. What's this one about? What's it about or what number is it? Normally I say the number first. That's part of what it's about. Episode number. This is episode number 600. Mm, so close to the curious clump. 
<laughs> Very close. It's uh, but it's not summer because it was May sixth. Yes, summer's just around the corner at that time. Right around the corner, and um, so this is obviously one of the big hundos. Of course, uh, uh, six hundred. And you have uh, a little tradition, don't you? Certainly do. And uh, uh, let me talk about this uh, very briefly. Okay. Um, so this year was the 10th anniversary of Comedy Bang Bang. Mm. And um, <clears throat> also it was coinciding with the 600th episode. Yes. And for uh, here's the process of what, what uh, exactly happened. Um, okay, I'll t- tell you first what happened, and then oh, I'll tell okay. you why it happened. You can tell me in whatever, whatever order you want. I don't care. Okay, so episode 599 turned out to be our 10th anniversary episode. And for that episode, we put out a 10, exactly 10 hours on the dot to the second That's right. uh, episode. Weird. And uh, weird. <laughs> why weird? <laughs> well, no reason. Well, here, here, was, here was my thought process behind it was I wanted to get, I wanted to honor all of the people from the past, the, the, the old past, the early days, the middle years, and the recent years. I wanted them all to be on one episode, and I didn't want to do just another. When we do these end-of-the-year uh, holiday episodes and when we've done the anniversary episodes, I put out a call basically to um, everyone's favorite guests, and but they have to be – all in the same room together at the same mm-hmm. time, and they have to be at a certain time. And usually what happens is a great number of people are available then, which is always good, but then a, a great number of people are not available. And uh, this, for the 10th anniversary, I just really wanted to have people on that that just don't have schedules that can accommodate, you know, being there at a time when I can do it. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? At yes. a certain time. Yes. So I wanted to have on the Seth Morris's who recently had a baby and doesn't have a lot of time doing Bob Duca. had a baby. Oh my God. Really? This is wild. I'm finding out on the podcast. Wait, you're, are you the father of the baby? Uh, you are really playing up here. Uh, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine? I always knew Seth was very fertile. And <laughs> Where were you nine months ago? Uh, <laughs> I was sick. I was sick. <laughs> That's why nobody saw me. <laughs> but everyone's schedules, I mean, you know, especially as as we, as the show uh, moves on throughout, uh, you know, now a decade, uh, the people who were there earlier in the in the years of it, uh, they have schedules now that, that just can't accommodate it and, and, and each other's schedules. Mm-hmm. So when I started trying to put it together, I said, oh, okay, maybe I'll do a couple of recording sessions with, with uh, these people. And... Uh, I I put out a big uh, email blast to people who, and everyone wanted to do it, but everyone had totally different times that they were available. And so I said, okay, well, what if I did everyone separately and stitch it together? And my initial uh, concept was everyone was going to do five minutes and it was going to be like a two hour episode. Mm-hmm. And then the minute I, uh, uh, that people got here, everyone started doing basically 25 minutes to a half an hour. Five minutes is nothing. It flies I've, by. Exactly. So at a certain point, I was talking to Taryn Killam, um, who plays one of the Calvin's triplets. And uh, I was telling him like, oh man, I, I think this episode is going to be really long. And he said, well, why not make it 10 hours? Because it's the 10th anniversary. And I did the math and I looked at all the people who were going to be a part of it. And I said, yeah, I think that would actually work out perfectly. Mm-hmm. I had to edit it down a little bit to get it. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the engineers, by the way, that was quite a feat of engineering for everyone to do it. Um, like the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the Golden Gate Bridge of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got it Magneto down. Magneto destroyed it. 
We got it down to uh, 10 hours exactly, and it was a lot of fun. I did not want to make that episode eligible for the best ofs because I I view it sort of as a best of. It is a retrospective episode to it's me. It's like a, much in the uh, storytelling of the West Wing. It's an aberration. Yes, and it's a, I mean, it is a best of, although everyone is doing new stuff. They're doing favorite characters, and I just didn't think it was fair to even put it into the polls to be voted upon. Mm -hmm. So that is why you couldn't vote on that episode. Um, But then episode 600 originally was going to be the 10th anniversary episode, and I was lining it all up, and I had done enough bonus episodes to where it was going to be. But then I was reminded of the fact that on the hundreds, usually uh, I have Jason Manzukas and Andy Daly on them. It just worked out that way, I think, on episode 200, um, where the two of them happened to do it, and then we have have tried to return to that uh, tradition throughout the hundreds on 300, 400. Um, and so for 600, I was like, oh, yeah, but Andy and Jason, we've done one on the 600s. So I decided to split those two episodes into two things. So we did 599 was the 10th anniversary episode, and 600 was the uh, uh, Jason Manzukas and Andy Daly episode. Now... After I decided that and 599 came out, I realized that 10 hours is exactly 600 seconds. And that would have been awesome to do <laughs> to do number 600 and have it be 600 seconds exactly. That would have been really good, but I didn't realize it until after it came out. So are you taping me right now, by the way? What? No. Are you, your phone is pointed huh? at me. No. Either you're reading email or taping me, I and was, I don't like either. I was uh, just looking at my phone. I like it. <laughs> you like your phone? Yeah, it wasn't on or anything. I was just like- You like your phone? I like it. I, there, it wasn't on? You were like just, looking, no, just at looking at the shape? It. Okay. Yeah, it's pleasing. See? <laughs> yeah, you're showing because you, you turned it off already. What? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I hate this guy. Stop it. <laughs> Terrible co-host energy. <laughs> you don't think that Shifty is a good co-host energy? I don't like it. What? Why do you think, huh, why do you do think John Gaber says Gino is good co-host energy? Because <laughs> he's jumping in a lot. Oh, sure. This guy is terrible. Huh? What? <laughs> no, bad. <laughs> Anyway, so okay. that so uh, but the good news is is we did do a 600th episode with Jason and Andy. Was everything else the bad news? <laughs> well, the no, the bad news to me is, is it would have been really cool to have uh, episode 600 be 600 seconds yeah, long. Yeah, it would have been pretty cool. Or no, 600 minutes. 600 seconds would be <laughs> 525,600 seconds. seconds. Yeah, 600 minutes is 10 hours. That would have been that would have been awesome. So that that was in retrospect. I wish I'd been clever enough to to do that but we it would have meant that this episode would not have been recorded because we recorded this specifically to be episode 600 this is an episode called patrick mcmahon returns a story about johnny mcgory <laughs> so uh the dink dink man aka the tiktok man <laughs> jason manzukas uh he is he's also co-host energy he has good co-host energy um he and uh andy uh came on and Andy decided to do a character that he hasn't done in a long time. As I recall, the Irish storyteller, Patrick McMahon, um, Patrick McMahon, I think was maybe on in the first hundred episodes, but hadn't been on for a while. He had his own, he had Mm -hmm. his own, uh, Andy has his own podcast, the Andy daily 
podcast pilot project. Mm -hmm. And Patrick McMahon has an episode that you and I were both on. It was a live episode. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I did not realize I could not do an Irish accent until I started it. And you said... (laughs) You said the word morch <laughs> instead of march. <laughs> morch. And then I saw uh, uh, that uh, Broadway show uh, this summer, and I was like listening to their accent going, oh, that's how you do it. And I figured like I could have. Oh, what show was that? Uh, uh, the, it was all about. Uh, collection agency. All the, the collection agency. No, the. Um, the gumbo. The cobbler. Uh, what was it? It was, uh, uh, it was the something, right? It was the something. It was good. It's not the fair. It wasn't the farewell. It was, okay. I'm looking it up right now. The Clippers. (laughs) (laughs) The ferryman. The ferryman. Don't pay him. Don't confuse it with the Irish man. No. This is the ferryman. This is the ferryman. He's the man who drives the ferry. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, I wish I'd seen the ferryman before I did that episode, but if this was years apart, how could I have? There's no way. There's no way. What a, what a stupid use of time travel. <laughs> In any case, um, this is Andy Daly, who uh, we previously heard on his Dalton Wilcox in, uh, uh, earlier in our countdown, and... Um, this is uh, him. He hasn't been on the show in a long time, and uh, uh, this is just a fun episode where it's just Jason, Andy, and I having a good time. And uh, let's hear it. This is your episode number eight. Number eight. As you know, I'm an Irish storyteller. I tell old stories from the old country. Old uh, stories. Old it's, stories. You don't write stories, old, new well, stories. Yes, of course. But uh, well, I tell old stories, and I tell new stories, and I tell new stories about the old times, mm. uh, classic stories, Irish mythology. You ever do a preview? Previously on during one of your stories, and it's just the old story. Previously on, no, I've never done a previously on Patrick McMahon. Previously, on previously Patrick McMahon stories, and then it would be a story right. I had told before. Is it like you're it. telling the oral history of your people? Oh, sometimes the, it does yeah. feel like that, doesn't it? Yes, but uh, it's really a sort of the old classic um, Irish mythology stories of wee people and creatures and whatnot. Oh, so, why, oh wait, can I ask you a question stories. about these stories? Because, yes, like, yes. but I've got a beef as well. Can I just say I've got a real you beef? Want to start off with a beef? I do want to start I'll off with a beef. I'll accept Oh, yeah. Well, because I specifically told the booker, okay? Sure. Because I'm here, I'm, I'm promoting a show. I'm promoting a tour of my own storytelling. Oh, you're touring around. I'm touring around. Theater I, tour? Yes. Or? Well, it's mostly pubs and, uh, oh, okay. and street corners. And I specifically told the booker, I said, please don't mention my brother Seamus. It's true. My brother Seamus oh, is a very famous. I cannot tell you what a fan I am of Seamus. He's great. Don't. I apologize uh, from all the information we got with your booker. That was uh, highlighted and circled. It was. Yes, it was. I yeah. remember. Was, I remember my father introducing me to him when he was on PBS. He had oh, a special on PBS. I remember that. That was yes. a very famous, and that was back show. when nothing was on TV. No, there was nothing, and, and so we were just like that's anything true. that's on TV is and great was to watch. So funny. Well, it wasn't that funny though. Interesting. It's interesting you say it wasn't that funny. So funny, and then so. Humorous too. and I don't know. No, the heart of, never broke. Your heart never broke. Lots of punchlines, lines, a lot of tears. No, that's not true. I don't think anyone ever cried or laughed. Yeah. I don't remember crying or laughter with the. With I remember Seamus. my mouth, the corners of it going up, and then yeah. the corners going down, and just fluctuating, going up, down, up, down. I remember up, down. that was the first time I saw my father cry. 
yeah. uh, was, well, was watching Seamus McMahon. It could have yeah. been allergy season and he might have had something. You know, he might have had something in his eyes. Yeah, perhaps, I guess. Yeah. We yeah. cry for all sorts of different reasons. It might have had nothing to do with Seamus's work, which is, you yeah. know, it's all right. It's all right. It's hard to account for his popularity. And then, I remember my dad, again, it's just that my dad was such a treasured of, memories. Yeah, such an introduction such to this world for me. But uh, your dad, you've talked about him. He's a stoic guy so who stoic, doesn't, doesn't like crack Greek, a lot. Greek, you know, uh, yeah. New England, you know, like all this yeah, kind of stoicism. Terrible. Greece and New England. Yeah, but these yeah. kind of things re- would really kind of punctuate his uh, stoic demeanor. Uh, I remember he gave me um, Seamus McMahon's The Record uh, Stories About My Brother. Oh, right? that's um, a classic. And that that really, that was like, I remember he won a, yeah. he won a Grammy for that. Right. He was, I mean, that, was, such like, a that heart, was like a gold record. Such a heartbreaking life that he had to put up with all those things. Well, now that I'm thinking about it. That must have been about. That must have been. I about didn't you, know Patrick. the people in this country were familiar with it, with the record stories. About oh my stories god, of my brother! I, stories I of my brother was like a huge. I really had no idea that people knew about. It. I, I might not have come to America if I had known. <laughs> oh, well. stories of my brother by Seamus McMahon. Was yeah, such a, I mean, some of those stories about the things that you were up to. Oh, when and you were then younger. and then the live record, more stories of my brother. Oh right. yeah, and then, right. And then the the third in the trilogy of Hey, we're not going to be live anymore, but here are some more stories about my brother <laughs> because you wanted it more stories of my brother. And right. that was a big argument because he felt strongly that if the previous album had been live and this one's not, you've got to say so in the title. <laughs> and it was a real argument. Well, he, he you got to set the table. But I think he was wrong. I you think people would have just accepted it. Um, people would have just accepted some it. Some of those stories he told about you, that's... Uh, well, that those was, are, you have to understand that Seamus is a liar and uh, Seamus is an asshole and he's, oh. just, he's just the sort of person that say whatever he wants to say without even thinking of the repercussions or without even thinking that for the rest of his brother Life, people are going to be coming up to him and saying, hey, "Did you really? Did you really try to cut off your own foot?" Crap you like that. That's the weirdest. That's now that's ringing a bell. Why oh. would you try to? Because cut off I was your so inspired foot? by the film My Left Foot. Yes, yeah, but he had both of he his feet. Had both. It's just that he used his. Oh my god! <laughs> you, oh, that's making me laugh inspi- so hard remembering it. Were you inspired by it in just the title? You didn't actually see it. Or? I, I had not gone to see it. I'd seen the poster and I'd seen the, <laughs> just the reviews of it. And Sure. And uh, and the people were excited about. It. Of course, you see Daniel Day Lewis win the Oscar for that. Well, that's the thing. When you yourself, hear a title like "My Left Foot," my you left think foot. this is a guy who got his right foot cut off. That's what you assume. All he's yeah. got is his left foot. So I, I yes, of course. Well, yes. So that one is that one happens to be. True. How did you try to cut it off? Did you? I mean, I would imagine you'd have to strap your your leg to it, maybe with a guillotine or something. I mean, I can't I don't even think imagine. Would, I, no, no. Doesn't it, it, a doesn't he get a, a foot guillotine? Well, I tried a lot of different ways, and that was one of them. But the first one was I just you know I did what you would do. I went down to the train. I went sure. laid across the train track. Yeah. I just put my, my yeah, foot of course, across of course. the train track. Right, yeah. What happened with they that just, one? Well, they saw me from far enough away. Oh, yeah. they just stopped? That I, and I had, uh, I drank a whole lot of whiskeys because I didn't want to feel it. Oh, yeah. And the next thing I know, I've got a train conductor kicking me in the head saying, get your fucking foot <laughs> off the track. So you never cut off your foot, or maybe you did. I'm not looking no, down No, because at the end of the story, you, you know, Seamus says they never. He doesn't cut off the foot because oh, when right. Seamus walks in and sees that he's in there, uh, he he yells at him, slaps him around. Oh, that's it's such an a funny. But he s- tells it so funny. Like I don't oh, think I'm it's very so funny. Many, my brother. So many stories it's end with like, you getting slapped around, and it makes me laugh. A lot so of them hard. do. A lot your, of them do. Your yes. brother's like the Three Stooges. He's just funny when he's slapping you around. It made me understand like, what physical comedy is. Yeah. 
truly. Yeah. And without seeing it, too, because we're listening to these yes. you know, just stories. He's it. just described, but the way he describes slapping you. Right. And just the way you're crying and you're sort of begging and you're like. Well, now that, all, none one, of that is at true. At one point, you're like, hey, no. I'll, I'll, you know, perform oral sex on you if you, you stop. Say, no, you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and then you, 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 you cry so hard that you shit your pants. The yeah. funny thing is that it's actually, it all happens the other way around. It all happens the other way around. Wait, you so. shit your pants no, first? No, no, it's him that's begging me. Backwards? It's he him shits begging. your pants? He, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he's never once shit my pants. And I don't know if he claims to on any of his albums. I There he, is that one record. <laughs> I shit my brother's pants. <laughs> and a, by the way, I've invited the audience back. <laughs> that's the name of the, the name of the record is I shit my brother's pants. And by the way, I've invited the audience <laughs> yeah. back. I mean, that one was not very I've not popular, heard that right? one. Maybe yeah. that was only in the States. It's yeah. a 45. It's yeah. a, it's a yeah. short one. Well, he's never shit my pants, but he shit his own pants again and again and begs me to stop slapping him around. That's what happens. I slap really? him around. That's right, I slap him around. Well, why? Why would you but slap your brother Because he's around? an asshole and he's telling well, stories about- Well, that's not a good story. The funny, the funny story is like, look how dumb my brother is and oh. then I slap him around and oh. he shits his pants. He begs me to perform he, fellatio one, on the me. Story and where, I say, yeah. it's too gross. Happened. You I shit never, your pants. I never did that. The story where you say, you go to the bar, you get absolutely drunk and you buy a new Vespa and then, but when you oh. show it to him, it's a sheep. Yeah. You bought a sheep and are riding it around and thinking you're it's around a Vespa. Thinking you're going as fast as a Vespa? <laughs> and you it's keep so just saying all these Italian catchphrases because <laughs> you think it's a None Vespa? Of None of that happened. <laughs> I bought a sheep one night at a bar <laughs> whose name was Vespa, and I did ride him home. Okay. And he made up the rest. He went wild That's with all the rest. not too much to make up in this. It's a very similar story you told. <laughs> and I did sell the, the car. The only difference is the cognizance of the sheep. <laughs> I traded my car for the sheep because I thought I was going to be riding the sheep to work. Oh, what kind oh. of car was that? Uh, the car that I had was, uh, it was one of them tiny little Trabants. Oh, oh okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a kind of a lateral move then. <laughs> to a sheep. You're, well, that's amazing that you are here these ten years later. Ten years later, yeah. Touring. Nine, nine, years, nine years since the last time we've Continuing seen you. to try and do the thing that your brother is the best at. Well, I, but I'm better than him, right? Let's say that. Let's just I get mean, that out. I, I, better than I, I don't I don't remember every detail of episode 74, but I don't recall you you necessarily blowing us away. With well, here's your, the thing. You I talk about what a storyteller you are, but I That's seem right. to remember mostly just limericks. Well, yeah. I'm from Limerick, Ireland. Oh, so right. you're so, a limerick man. No, I'm not a limerick. No, I don't do limericks. The town is called Limerick, but I'm a storyteller. And I do remember that being a confusion last time. Because everyone but, books you expecting to hear wonderfully funny limericks. A lot of the time. This is. So when right. you're from Limerick, Ireland, let's hear yes. a limerick. And that's of not... Course. No, yeah, but I recall I that being a problem. I wouldn't, that I wouldn't meet works. someone from Limerick Island and say, "Tell me a story." No, and you must I would, know. I would ask that of like somebody from Storyville. Island. You must know. But certain I don't know that Limericks. there's a place in Ireland called Storyville. Well, where so all that, the Irish stories. By come that from. logic, you'd never get a story. <laughs> you must know some Limericks that you can bust out in situations <laughs> like this, where people have booked you, no. assuming that you know Limericks, and then you no. want to get paid for the gig, right? <laughs> really, your pride. No, I haven't got any. Your pride is. You have so much pride that you refuse to learn Limericks, even though it means you will not get paid for the gig. That's right. Isn't that a rejection of your home place? Yeah. Of, of Limerick, to, to Ireland. Re, to reject a Limerick is Aren't to reject you your hometown. of your heritage? Do you have no no pride and honor? I have enormous pride in Limerick, Ireland. I love Limerick, Ireland. 
and it's not like people walk around telling limericks all the time. Seamus McMahon has uh, that three record set of limericks. Oh, he does yeah. a lot of limericks. Yeah, I mean, Seamus yeah. does a lot of limericks. High, that, the, it's the high limericks, smarty smart, low limericks, which is all the dirty ones. Right, yeah. And then that whole right. third record that was limericks. That he does limericks, on that limerick. all right, limericks about my brother. I can limericks do about my brother, yeah. I can do limericks. I can do limericks. <laughs> what was fuck the it. one limerick he, he said about Patrick? Oh. <laughs> the one about like. Oh, yeah, he had yeah. a limerick about me. It was a real good well, one. Well, he had a whole record. You remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is my, yeah, it's, it was all about, it was like, uh, 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 it was all about his, your bum. Uh, it was, um, yeah. oh, shit. It about, Son, fun, bum, I think was where it which, was the rhyme. Yeah, it's an imperfect rhyme scheme, yeah, definitely. But so. it was funny. But it, it was funny, and it, humor it, trumps yeah. everything, yeah. Wow, so so you you do know limericks? You're saying? Well, sure, sure. If I can do a fucking limerick, anybody can. <laughs> Anyone can do. Anybody limericks, can do right? it. Fucking, you're gonna okay. be stupid to try. Anybody can do it. Sure, sure. Yeah. sure. Okay. There once was an asshole named Seamus, <laughs> and uh, everyone loved him because he was famous. That's true. But he was. Uh, I would it, say he's famous because everyone loved him. <laughs> oh. He's, uh, yeah. you know what He's I mean? probably one of the like, most famous people. His work was so great that people loved him, which made him famous. Yep. But anyway, go ahead. But he was really a prick, and he was really a dick, and so thought our mother who named us. Wow. wow. Pretty good. That's almost as good as, like, a Seamus one. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's so, it, it really is very convenient that prick and dick. Yes. Very similar words that mean the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it happens to it's be like both there's, of those things. There are certain redundancies within that limerick. Well, like, a prick and a dick yeah. means the same thing in its one meaning of a penis. Well, It also means the same thing in its other meaning of, you know, a jerk. Or is to, that weird? Or to prick something as well, you know? I guess uh, you can't dick something. You, you can. I dicked my finger. You can dick something. You can <laughs> dick. It's not exact. So, yeah, that's you know, where it falls you apart. You can dick some, someone. All right, Jason. Hey, oh. Um, so, Just anyway. Ladies, if you're single, reach out to me at Scott Ackerman at Twitter.com. <laughs> Please do not. I do have these ladies and I never pass them on to you. So, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Which starts here. Oh, really? This, this is the start of the tour. It starts here in Los well, Angeles. Well, certainly the. Pro- oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, not this podcast. Well, though, this is the start of the tour. This Great. podcast. Do you okay. want, would you like to tell a story? I mean, is that? But I remember the last time I was here, there was a bit of a confusion, a bit, perhaps a cultural problem. That I I tell stories about a character named Johnny McGorry, and uh, last time you guys were like, well, it, that sounds like it's a story about you, but it's these are not stories about me. They're stories about Johnny McGorry. These are a fictional character who's very popular in Ireland. Johnny uh, McGorry. Is somebody you know? Fictional character. No, he's just a fictional character. Got it. A fictional character named Johnny McGorry. Mm-hmm. It's All a right. lot like uh, uh, Jack from Fables. There's a lot of, of uh, fables that have the name Jack. It's a common thing. So in Ireland, a lot of storytellers talk about uh, Johnny McGorry. Or right. Yeah, that's right. They do. Yes, absolutely. It is right? Uh, sure you don't sound is. convinced. Well, it's, it's, it's really my thing. Oh, okay. it's my thing. So oh. Johnny McGorry is a character that, it, like, that is your creation, like a Harry Potter is J.K. Rowling. I can't say I invented him. Okay. It's, it's, it's quite common for an Irish story to begin to tell you a story about Johnny McGorry. It is. Okay, yes, great. Right. But it's really my thing more than anybody else at Got this it. point. Right, I've okay. really taken it on. Okay. I'm only saying this. I only want clarification because right. I've never heard Seamus tell a Johnny McGorry story. No, he mainly talks about my dumb brother, Patrick. Right. My right. shit for brains brother, Patrick, <laughs> uh, with shit right. leaking out of his nose from his brain that, down which is into his mouth. Which is not true. That's the, a good example of something I think he true. refers to him mostly as the wee dumb cunt. Yeah, which, uh, I, you know, I think. <laughs> which is like two of way, those. Think of that. Think about that. The wee dumb cunt. Three insults in one insults name. Three in a row without redundancy. Yeah. That's impressive. You're little. You're stupid. <laughs> 
And you're, frankly, yeah. <laughs> you're you're that other thing which <laughs> encompasses so much of the rest. Well, he's a prick and a dick. <laughs> yeah. See, See, those are kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Patrick, you're good. Calm down. Sit down. Please, you don't need to stand. All right, just sit down. Fine. Now, Patrick, you're going to tell us a story, and this is about Johnny McGorry, the aforementioned Johnny McGorry. Johnny McGorry. Not about you. Classic story from Ireland and Irish mythology. Tell tell me, beginners. Is that how you start normally? Asking people if you should? Scott, he's in the middle of a story. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. This is part of it. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about Johnny McGorry. Well, once upon a time, there was a fellow named Johnny McGorry, and he was a fabulous storyteller, and everybody said so. And everyone agreed, and everyone loved him. And he had a brother, Johnny McGorry did, who was a real pain in the ass. He was a real, he was a real jerk. He was, he was, he was, he was wee and a dumb and a cunt. And nobody liked his brother. And so one day, Johnny, to do a favor for the world, hit his brother over the head with a lamp and dragged him into the basement and tied him up and told him, from now on, you're writing stories for me to tell. And from that day forward, Johnny McGorry's brother was writing stories for Johnny to tell. And then Johnny planned a big tour of America to tell those stories and become super famous. And then he ran into a, a leprechaun and got his pot of gold. That's the end. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Huh. How do you think of that story? Classic story of Irish mythology. There's so little about it that has to do with being Irish. <laughs> yeah. It seems very specific so much, to... So much of it is just familial anger. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe that has something to do no, with being about Irish? The, it's all about the, the wee leprechaun in the pot of gold. And oh, Johnny well, McGorry, that, that was just the last that sentence. That seemed like a Johnny McGorry always wants to get, himself, to get his hands on a pot of gold from a leprechaun. Okay, yeah. see, that was not set <laughs> up in the beginning of the story. Oh, yeah. all right. Like, you think you would start with that of like you know usually you start with the hero's wants yes the, the, what, if there's going to be a quest for a pot of gold we have we to know to that know that's that, the yeah. quest this was like about abduction and familial jealousy yeah you know what's just occurring to me now what's that we haven't heard anything from Seamus McMahon since he tried to do that solo sail across the world oh yeah that was interesting oh, right. he assumed he was lost at sea well Seamus- I was reading his Wikipedia page earlier and uh, uh, I know there's some sort of question it's, uh, there's a, a subheading that says presumed dead yes with a question mark well, and right. citation needed and, right I didn't know yeah. you'd know about that yes yes he's right. gone missing that's too bad really? and, and <laughs> do you remember the, the day that he went missing? Uh, a little, little while ago, a couple of months or something. Do you, like, do you talk about that in your show? Do you tell stories about it? Uh, no, no, no. I tell, all the, all the, the stories in my show, with the exception of those two that I wrote a little while ago, are brand new ones. Really. These are brand new, new stories. New and exciting stories that have been recently written. Do you remember what you were, what you were doing the day that he disappeared? The day that, that Seamus- must have, the, the news must have come to you and just hit you like a thunderbolt. Oh, yes. It hit me like a terrible thunderbolt. What were you up to that day? I was, I was uh, that day I was just sort of working on the, the basement. I was doing some work in the basement. What's going on in your basement? Oh, that's interesting because Seamus was, uh, I mean, that's actually Seamus, sorry, because in your story, uh, 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 John McGorry's brother, brother was locked up in a basement. Oh, that's an interesting parallel. But what's happening in your basement? No, Is it- I'm just saying that the day that I heard that Seamus was gone, I was just working on, because you know, we've got a basement door and the hinges sure. are on the inside. And so I was only just working on the door and sort of uh, soldering the hinges closed. 
That's soldering all. them closed. So, so you work were in the, in the basement trying to solder the hinges closed while so you were in it? So they couldn't be open? So, well, I don't know. From within. Don't leap to any conclusions. I'm just telling you what I was doing that day. I was just working in the basement. And you just got a call? Or? And yes, got a call that Seamus, Seamus had been missing. At, oh. It was gone and, and didn't wow. turn up when he, he was expected. Married? I don't, re- I don't remember. Married. Are you married. kidding? Of course he was married. I mean. His wife was People Magazine's like sexiest woman of the year or sure, something like that. Sure, and they shared the title of sexiest couple. Yeah, but, and she was I didn't like, know whether they still were she was like that huge philanthropist. She was yeah. on the verge of curing the Ebola outbreak. Oh, yeah. Oh, she right. got so close to that. I know. And what happened? Disappeared. 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 So all these people are dead from Presumed Ebola dead. because... And she, dead. and she disappeared, too. That was the other weird part. Yeah. Of right, right. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people say that she went looking for him and, and, and almost found him. <laughs> <laughs> almost found him. Wow. That's what a lot but of who people knows? say. We don't really who know. Knows? A lot of people are saying she almost <laughs> found him. She almost him. found him. <laughs> but nobody knows for sure. Can oh, you imagine the stories that he wrote before uh, he disappeared? Okay. How great would those stories have been? I get what's going on. What, I get what's, what's going, going on. Okay, uh, uh, this Patrick, is a <laughs> what? Do you mind if we talk for a second? You, you, you're going to have a talk. We're yeah, just yeah, going to yeah. have a little. Well, chat I'll review my new stories, <laughs> yeah. my okay, brand great. new stories. Some of which I haven't even read. But of course, Dude, I read them. I wrote how them. did we not get this? This is what a is Gallagher two scenario. Who? This is a Gallagher two scenario. Gallagher's brother, who sometimes yes, performs Seamus as Gallagher. Does, Seamus doesn't want to perform anymore. He's too big. He's too famous. Seamus uh, too famous. How about Seamus, Seamus too, too famous? famous? So he is writing new stories. Seamus too famous. Yeah, and he's letting his brother go out and tell those stories, and that's how we're getting. Oh, and he's Seamus taken himself out of the public yeah, eye. He, he just basically said that, that, that he asked his brother to write new stories, and that's what he's doing on the road. Okay. So I think it's. I think this it's, is so nice of him. This is exciting. Wow. Okay. Patrick, right. we would well, love to Patrick, hear another. Come come really? Over, come back We'd here, love yeah. to hear another. Patrick McMahon story. <laughs> but of course, I don't know. I, Johnny Magori. One of the Johnny classic Magori Johnny Magori written by Patrick McMahon sure. and Seamus. Yeah. No. What? Excuse me. What'd you say? These stories are by all by me. These oh, are yeah? all by you. Of course they are. Written of course. Written why, why, why would written we? Written by. Written by Miss Ellen. Written Told by. by wonderful Ellen. magazine and uh, even wonderful to hear it here from yeah. you. Right, right. All, all right. right. You ready so for a new we, one? We have another story, yes. This is a brand new exciting one. I've never told this one before. Great. Oh, wow. Very exciting. I'm sure it will come out seamlessly as if it was perfectly written. <laughs> you bet it will. Well, you know, these are sort of written and then memorized and then told in the, in the traditional I can't format. wait. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about Johnny Magori. And this is how it starts. There was a fella named Johnny McGorry who was a real wee dumb cunt, always shitting in his pants and making a complete ass of himself. He was a total asshole and an embarrassment, and it was great fun to slap him around. Anybody who could get within arm's length of him would give him a fair slap, and anyone around to see it would laugh and laugh and laugh. He's just got one of those faces that it's an absolute pleasure to punch or slap, and if you ever get him and yourself at the top of a flight of stairs, do yourself a favour and knock him down. He'll tumble ass over tea kettle and it'll be a laugh for everyone involved. And then he'll get down on his knees and he'll beg you to do it again because he loves, loves, loves the attention. What a pathetic wee dumb cunt he is. Well, anyway, one day, Johnny McCory got it in his head that he was going to lock his brother in his basement. This fucking idiot of a guy. 
knocked his brother over the head with a salt lamp and dragged him into his fucking basement and tied him up. But his brother was a lot smarter than he was, you see. And so his brother managed to get halfway out the basement door before Johnny had to run down there and grab him and solder the basement door closed. What a fucking idiot watching him there with a soldering iron with his pants full of shit. His pants are literally always full of shit. This fucking jackass. And then something happened that was really crazy because the doorbell rang and Johnny McGorry's brother could hear his beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful, brilliant wife upstairs saying, Seamus has gone missing and I know you did it, you fucking ass. And then he heard the sound of slaps and he knew it was his wonderful wife slapping the hell out of Johnny McGorry. But then there was the sound of struggle and sure enough, down comes the wife into the basement. <laughs> Johnny McGorry tied her up too. And so now they were both down there for a while. And you might have thought they'd be sad or scared, but all they could do day and night was laugh about what a wee dumb fucking cunt Johnny McGorry was and what a stupid fucking plan he'd made. And then finally, Seamus decided <laughs> that he was going to write a story what was that? for Johnny McGorry. <laughs> And so he wrote him a fucking story for him to tell it his little fucking tour of America. And then he did something very exciting. He remembered something Johnny wouldn't have known, which is down in this basement, there was some explosives from the Times of the Troubles. And so he says to Johnny, can I wear your jacket because it's cold down here? And Johnny gave him his jacket and he sewed the explosives into the lining of the jacket. Oh, no. And he set a timer for them to explode at 11.59 a.m. on May the 6th. Oh, boy. And (laughs) then he bade farewell to his dear, stupid, fucking cunt of a brother Uh for him to go on his wonderful tour of America. Uh The end. Wait, okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That story that I wrote. Oh, wait a minute. Hold wait, on. there's a little postscript here. Oh. And as these stories always seem to end for some fucking reason, <laughs> he saw a Kelpie. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> good stuff. It is good stuff, though. You know what? Here's what's funny. Yeah. Is that I think we say the phrase good stuff, and a lot of times we're not thinking, we're not saying it consciously. Mm. This was good stuff. It's very exciting, very dangerous. The danger is exciting. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. When All we, right. All right. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to be hearing from number seven. Oh, boy. Lucky number seven. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Comedy Bang Bang after right this. Right after this. <laughs> you guys know that uh, Paul Rudd has been a friend of the show for many years, meaning he appeared on it once approximately eight years ago. Uh, uh, but a uh, good guy. Really great guy, and uh, he has an all-new scripted audio comedy written by John Lutz. If you don't know who John Lutz is, uh, one of the funniest guys out there. I once saw a two-person show with him and Scott Adsit doing improv, and it was I was crying laughing. It was so good. You remember him from SNL and 30 Rock. Uh, it's written by John, and it is called Escape from Virtual Island. Okay, Rudd? is joined by Jack McBrayer, another great friend of the show. I don't believe has maybe ever been on the show, but uh, was on the Comedy Bang Bang television show several times. Paula Pell, ooh, very hot right now. Amber Ruffin, uh, and a host of your 
a host of your comedy favorites. When I say a host of your comedy favorite, that's what I thought it was going. I thought it was about me, but no, I am not on the show. Uh, it's a host of your comedy favorites in this genre hopping madcap comedy adventure set on a remote luxury resort island in the year 2038. Oh, that's not too far away. Adventure seekers flock here to live out their wildest fantasies in custom made virtual reality simulations. When an important guest goes missing, a ragtag search party led by Paul Rudd's maladjusted resort air plunges deep into the world of VR in hopes of returning with a lost guest and some sense of reality. Perfect to listen to now. Start your spring off completely lost in comedy delight with Escape from Virtual Island. Listen free with a 30-day trial. Just go to audible.com slash virtual island or, this is neat, Text virtual island to 500 500. That's audible.com slash virtual island or text virtual island to 500 500. Comedy bang bang. We're counting them down. Hi, comedy bang bang. How are you? Hi, comedy bang bang. I love you. I love you, comedy bang bang. Welcome back. We are on the best of 2019, part three of four, and uh, we have cracked the top 10, and we are uh, in the early stages of the top 10, though. Oh, boy. And uh, this is. You want to just get to it? I feel like we're in the early stages of the top 10. <laughs> but certainly the midway of the there's countdown, but nothing, the early stages of the top 10. There's nothing we can do. We are definitely in the first seven tenths. Yes, I'm afraid to report we're the in top the 10. early stages of the top 10. <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's get to, uh, this is what you voted on, you the listeners. Let's get to you. your number seven. Number seven. Okay, number seven. Lucky number here in America. Certainly. People love it. I mean, love it. If you hit it on the craps table, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes people are like, "Yay!" Sometimes people are like, "Boo!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has anyone ever done that on a on a at a craps table? I have. Boo! To the dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to the roller, I guess. If I see snake eyes come up, oh, those snake eyes! I don't like snakes because they remind me of anaconda. Dangerous, exciting. Um, but uh, snakes, of course, represent uh, the, serpent's the great tongue. deceiver. Yeah. Satan. He speaks Lucifer. with a serpent's tongue. He speaks with a serpent's Parcel tongue. tongue. That's where you can speak to a snake? That's uh, Harry Potter. Yes. Right. Where uh, 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 snakes speak in parcel tongue and certain wizards know how to speak it. Including right, 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 right. the boy who lived himself, right. Harry Potter! Harry Potter! <laughs> Harry <laughs> so he can talk to snakes, 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 can talk to snakes, 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 snakes. Yes, he can talk to snakes, 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 snakes. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. That sounded like what you were doing. No, I didn't mean to. I was having trouble talking. <laughs> talking, 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 talking. No, I'm in a cave. Nitro burning funny cards. Nitro burning funny cards. <laughs> <laughs> they were telling us about the fuel. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I guess, well, the Fast and Furious movies do, because they're always like, punch the nitrous. But is that the same as nitro? Probably. I don't know. Nitrous oxide? Laughing gas? Oh, all right. You know who would know? Siri. (laughs) Siri, is nitro the same as nitrous? Here's what I found. Siri, what do funny cars burn? What's the difference between nitrogen? Here's what I found. What's the difference between nitrogen and nitrous oxide is what Siri found. And uh, 
they say that, oh, there's a, it doesn't, like, if you're going to look up something, just put the answer right at the top. Don't write a whole article about it. Yeah. Well, some people say. Yes. I want to hear the anecdotal bullshit. Uh, I can't even tell you. Anyway, look Since it up. Since the Middle Ages, people have been fearful uh, of toadstools. Well, get your own Siri if you want to know the answer to this. You don't look to us for these kind Dang, of things. Dang, Scott. Get your own Siri. This, this is, is my un- Siri. This isn't like you. This is my Siri. <laughs> Don't be using my Siri. Don't go using my Siri. All right, this is number seven. Did we say number seven? Your number seven? Okay, great. Here we go. This is episode 584, Paul. Oh, so far away from the Curious Club. From January. Chow, 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 chow. January 28th. 8th, 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 8th. A 11 months ago. Wow. Uh, very early on in our, uh, 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 not only our, our calendar year, but our, uh, comedy bang, bang eligibility year. Mm-hmm. And this is an episode called weirdimony, alimony, <laughs> Tony. I think I know which one this is. Yeah, I think you do. Yes. I think based on that title, it sounds, I yeah. think I've pieced it together. We, of course, heard from uh, Alimony Tony in the Live in Chicago yes. episode. And we Maybe heard for it. too long. <laughs> it's a long segment with Alimony Tony on oh, the Oh, we show. did, but in the clip, no, we, didn't, I know. we didn't hear that I'm clip. I'm just yes. remembering it in my brain. <laughs> um, and this was the inception of the character, and uh, uh, this is with John Hodgman. Our good friend John Hodgman, mm-hmm. um, and this is with yourself, Paul F. Tompkins, yeah. as the aforementioned Alimony yeah, Tony. Uh, Will Hines is also in this episode, but he is uh, not introduced yet in this clip. Um, and uh, do you want to take us through the process of uh, coming up with the character Alimony Tony? Yes, Queen. I think what happened was I was going to be, I think on that episode I might have been- You had planned on being someone. Maybe J.W. Stillwater? That's not ringing of- for some reason, it popped in my head. You were Michael Jackson. <laughs> but I don't. That's definitely not true. <laughs> it's definitely not true. But I don't remember who it was. But you came in and said, "Hey, I'm going to be this person." It was an established character that I've done yeah. many times. He's done many times. And, and you'll then, hear it in the clip. This is the earliest clip. Meaning, uh, mm. th- this clip is the earliest in the show we are pulling a clip from. Usually, right. we pull these clips from about the 20 minute in. We're real deep in there. This is literally the first moments of the show is yeah. where this whole saga begins. And then you were reading that week's catchphrase. And the person who submitted the catchphrase listed as their name, Alimony Tony. Right. And that just tickled me. <laughs> you love that name. It just got, it got like- We all ha- laugh. You'll hear it in the clip, but like we all that laugh. that being a nickname is hilarious to me. Yes. And so you just jumped in as this guy. Yes. First, I did a voice that sounds much like Kickboss. You'll, yes. <laughs> and you'll hear it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, I- I was sort of saying like, okay, I know you need to go because I assumed that you wanted to do segue the into the I was going to do, But you yeah. just decided to do Alimony Tony the I entire time. I was just really enjoying it. And came up with a great backstory for him. And so we're going to hear a clip of, of that and hear all of that. Uh, and you'll hear all of the uh, wheels turning in Paul's uh, brain <laughs> sky. and uh, sky wheels keep on turning. And uh, so let's hear it. This is your number seven, Weirdimony Alimony Tony. Number seven. Magneto only sips mojitos incognito. I think he might have a drinking problem. Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, thank you to Alimony Tony for that catchphrase submission. <laughs> you know Alimony Tony, always out there paying his ex-wives Absolutely. what they're owed. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it, paying, too. Paying and proud of it. <laughs> he's, you know he's what? Really I'm going to make this my nickname. <laughs> I love doing it so much. I love, I love doing court orders so much. <laughs> my court-ordered obligation. 
obligations. Oh, somebody mentioned my name. Oh, Al- Alimony <laughs> Tony. It's me, Alimony Tony. Oh, thank you so much for the catchphrase submission. I love bad Alimony. <laughs> How many ex-wives do you have, Alimony Tony? As many as I can get. <laughs> How many is that? It's seven. I love seven. I got seven ex-wives. Why they're do all, you? They're all beautiful. I'm sorry it didn't work out. It's my problem. Maybe I got arrested development. I need to grow up. But when I, I hear about bad. people like you. I love bad Alimony. You sound a lot like my uh, other friend, Buddy. Uh, what's his name? Velasco. Well, how should I know? He's your friend. <laughs> Are you sure I don't sound different enough? <laughs> hang, walk in a very, I don't line. sound different enough to hang around? I don't think you sound different Let enough to hang around. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> when in the court- hey, that's me, Alimony Tony. Oh, hey. Ah, there you are. I Hello. love Peg Alimony. There is something going around that changes voices that way. <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. wonder about someone like you who's a serial marrier. Why, yeah. why do you marry so many women? I mean, do, maybe you have issues that uh, preclude you, ne- uh, you know, necessitating getting married. You know, I used to think that uh, I got married for love because mm. I just have so much love in my heart. But now I realize I love paying alimony. Sure, it's that's what best. it is. <laughs> it's the best. That's why they call me Alimony Tony. How much in alimony are you paying per, per month now? Well, and then let's per annum. See. Let's see. Per month, I'm going to say it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $12,000. $12,000. Split yes. up so, among the seven ex-wives. No, each. Oh, oh my yes. gosh. So wow. we're talking $84,000? I am providing alimony so they may live in the manner in which they become accustomed. Oh, my God. You're paying like almost a million dollars a year in alimony oh, then. Oh, shit. <laughs> I never did the math. That's <laughs> How much money do you make What have I done? Yeah. Are you independently wealthy? I'm independently wealthy. Oh, I, I see. Thought. Okay. Yes. How much money do you have in the bank. My mother, my my mother invented gaseous paper. Go. <laughs> oh, I've heard of liquid paper, but gaseous. What's that? Paper. Okay, liquid paper is something that Mike Nesmith's, Mike Nesmith's mom, mom invented. Yeah. yeah, from the monkeys. That's yeah. Right, yeah. What a fun bit of trivia. No, I invented. My mother invented gaseous paper, which uh, NASA uses in the space program. Oh, I see. Did you also invent something akin to? Did you invent VH1? <laughs> like Mike Nesmith invented MTV. <laughs> I invented VH2. Oh, okay. Yes. You know, less certainly less popular. Well, it's been been very nice uh, meeting you. Well, okay. I might be back later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Will you be back to pick us up later? <laughs> the Simpsons. <laughs> What's this? Excuse me. Who... Uh, who are you? It's me, Alamona Tony. <laughs> okay, I just, you were in shadow there. I was doing my warm-ups. Oh, okay. Yes. Why, why are you warming up? Well, because I'm going to be a guest on your show. Oh, you are? Yeah. Alamona Tony? You're yes. going to be a guest on the That's show? That's correct. Okay, he- Wasn't uh, there another guest scheduled? What happened? We have the I odds and ends. I didn't see anyone out there. I didn't see anyone out there at the lobby. <laughs> we have the odds and ends men coming up, but uh, uh, he, you know him from the catchphrase at the <laughs> top of today's show. Please welcome Alamona Tony. Hello, everyone. Uh, Scott, thank you very much for using my catchphrase. Uh, it's my pleasure when it's that good. It's- uh, Difficult not to use. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. What do you do? Are you, uh, other than uh, you're independently wealthy, independently you're wealthy. The, the son uh, of, uh, in the, the gaseous paper. I'm the heir to the gaseous paper fortune. Uh, do you do anything yourself other than write catchphrases or? I'm a bit of a weird owl. <laughs> I don't know quite what that means. Do you write parody songs? Um, yes, I'd write parody songs. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you, you're certainly here's, here's, not as here's successful. One. Here's, here's one. Here's okay. one. Uh, because I was listening to your know, guest, Mr. Hodgman, talking about himself. Uh, he's... Uh, <clears throat> He's a liar, a vampire. He's an old town crier. That's from the. It's like I'm a joker. I'm a toker. Yes, I'm the a Steve Miller Band song, Miller Man. The Joker. Right, right. right? Some people call him Maurice. <laughs> Who the Joker? Yeah, some people call him the Joker Maurice. <laughs> 
Why do they do that? That is canon in the Batman universe. Alimony Tony. Does anyone ever call you weird alimony, Tony? I wish they would. But no one does. <laughs> I wish they would call me Weird Amoni Alimony Tony. Weird Amoni Alimony. Well, I will, Weird Amoni Alimony Tony. Oh, I like the sound of that. I like seeing it on a marquee. May, may I ask a question, Alimony Tony? Of course you may. I've been married for a certain number of years that I already forget. And, uh, Almost so it's 20. Been a, it's been a while. And it's I, been a while. My, in my secret family, I, I, I am the son of the secret family. I'm not the husband in the secret family. Right. So it's been a while since I've been on the market. Well, How's well. independently wealthy novelty song writer without a particular audience find a find a future wife well it's a lot you got to put yourself out there mm, okay and a lot of times i find that i take the advice of a movie i once saw and i meet women in the supermarket oh. which which yes. uh, movie was that it's, uh, i believe it was barry levinson's tin men oh tin men and what i will do is i'll go up and down the aisles looking lonely and sad <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's very attractive to women. Yeah. <laughs> someone who's lonely and sad. Well, to a certain type of woman. Well, that's true. There's a someone, certain vulnerable some, type. There's someone out there for everyone, and I found seven of those. <laughs> <laughs> You're hoping for the full dozen. Yes, from your lips to God's ears. Mm. And then uh, if you get five more, you'll be paying uh, oh, 60 more thousand dollars a month or Unless so? I can restructure this alimony deal. Right. Okay. <laughs> because that now we're talking, this is, this is going to cause a dent. So, um, so were you to liquidate all of your assets, how much yes. money do you think that we're talking in cash? U.S. dollars. Probably north of a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars? Uh, yes. So yes. no wonder giving away a million dollars a year. Who cares? Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> and then divorce me and give me alimony? Can I preside over the ceremony? Because I feel like you are my really good friend uh, at this point. Scott, marriage is very serious. It's not a joke. <laughs> That's uh, right, it is. Can I interview you about your love first? Uh, you can kiss me on my forehead, but not the other place. <laughs> okay. I wish that I could, job, but I have to marry for love. I have to marry for love, even though I know I will eventually get divorced. What are you looking for in a partner? Oh, I like a lady with brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you were marrying for love. You're just into it for the brown hair. I love brown hair. Well, wait, a minute. wait a minute, Scott. That's just one criterion. Thank you. You know, he, he's just Thank beginning. You. He's beginning okay. a list. Would it's you not, like to hear the criterion all, collection? <laughs> of course, criteria. It's not all going to necessarily be superficial. Why is it the criterion collection called criteria? Criteria, exactly. It Ridiculous. Make a, yeah. Anyway, brown hair number one with a bullet. I like a lady. <laughs> then with way a, down below is then two. a steep drop off to number two is a sense of humor. I like. What do you like when you say a sense of humor? Everyone has a sense of humor, but it's their own particular sense of humor. That's do right. you mean one like yours? Yes, exactly. Where okay. I say things and they laugh at it. Well, we both agree that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who loves popular songs reworked with new words. Okay, so mm-hmm. so far you've mentioned someone's physical attributes and physical two attribute? things that they like about what, you. What am I, the uh, I love my curvy wife guy? Come on. <laughs> I just said brown hair. That's not that big a What's deal. What's number four? Her being curvy? I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't mind a little a gal with a little meat on the bones. Okay. I don't mind a gal who has, uh, you know, uh, very thick bones. Thick bones and then, uh, yes. then not a lot of meat or so one or the other. Either very thin bones with a ton of meat or <laughs> thick very bones string, stringy meat with super thick bones. <laughs> you just like a certain shape. However it gets there, doesn't exactly, matter to you. Exactly. Well, because I buy them. I bought my wives 
clothing. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's very nice of you. I keep a closet because it, there's nothing like it when you bring when you bring a lady home mm. and you say I have, I, got, I have a whole closet of clothing for you. Try it on. Honey. Try it on. Well, she has to fit the clothes because right. when we get divorced, I I keep the clothes at the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that in the prenup? Do you ever sign a prenup? I always sign a prenup. Okay. Always and, sign a prenup. And part of this prenup is I'm going to I'm give definitely you definitely going to give you money. Twelve thousand dollars. Oh yes. The, a month. The prenup. The prenup is very. It's very brief. Mm. It simply states: Should we get divorced? You will get $12,000 a month. And I got to keep those clothes. I got to keep those gotta clothes. Got to keep those clothes. Is it worded like that? I got to keep those clothes. <laughs> it's an asterisk. <laughs> There's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo at the bottom of those. I got to keep those clothes. Has the wardrobe evolved and been added to since wife one? Or I know. is it just what wife it? one's What year wardrobe? was the first? Uh, it's, it's updated as the, as the fashions change. So you throw some out. I well, I or, can't or bear to do it, that. It expands. I treat them like the American flag, and I burn them <laughs> once they are once they are no longer fit for service. I have a ceremony where I burn them. I play a bugle. Yeah, and uh, I put I I burn them on top of the oven. <laughs> So you play the bugle as well. So you are a musician. I play one song of the bugle that is Taps. Oh, beautiful song. Did you? It's have a you beautiful ever, song. Have you ever written song. funny lyrics for Taps? Of course I have. <laughs> Let's hear some. Burning clothes, <laughs> burning clothes. <laughs> there it goes, <laughs> all the clothes. <laughs> smoke in my nose. <laughs> I'm divorced. <laughs> and now I'm forced. <laughs> To burning clothes, burning clothes, burning clothes. So you know this song. Yes. I, uh, a big fan. I didn't know where that came from. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah I, well, that explains the uh, one view. <laughs> <laughs> well, too. I, I watched it. I don't know. Just to make I sure came, there were no mistakes. Sure, yeah. Don't know how I came across it, what led me there. I got down into a YouTube hole. Were you searching uh, song parodies? <laughs> I may have been. <laughs> just, you just typed the words song parodies into YouTube, <laughs> and then you looked at every single listing and got down to mine. I did not look up the word weirdemony, though, so oh, I, I didn't get to it there. I'd like people to look up the word weirdemony. Weirdemony, alimony, Tony. Weirdemony, alimony, Tony. That's me. <laughs> um, so you, uh, when was your first wife? What year? When was your first wife? <laughs> when did you get married to your first wife? <laughs> you know what I mean. 1998. Whoa, so you, so We had a very brief years. marriage. It only lasted a year. And then I think she married someone else. She did. Who is this? What was her name? Uh, her name was Catherine. <laughs> Catherine? Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> What's that? No, no, nothing. It's just that, that happens to be my wife's name. Oh. How, when did you get married? Uh, September 25th, 1999. Oh, that's... Very interesting. And she has brown hair. Mm-hmm. What, can I ask you a question, John? Uh, does she have big bones with a little bit of meat, or does she have <laughs> tiny bones with a lot of meat? This is how all women can be described, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. I, I don't think about women that way. <laughs> so you couldn't even hazard a guess publicly. I have not seen a cross-section of her body. Okay. What was, the, uh, uh, what was your wife's uh, maiden name, if I may ask? Uh, and did she change it to Hodgman? Uh, no. And no. Well, I may not ask the former, and That's right. she did not change it to Hodgman? Correct. <laughs> okay. So you could try guessing again. You're a good guesser. <laughs> I really- I've ruled out one. Which one? Hodgman. Hodgman. <laughs> okay, is it Hodgwoman? <laughs> that you do would that? be- <laughs> Now, this is strange. Oh, my goodness. Because the- I was married to a woman named, jo- <laughs> named Catherine Hodgwoman. Catherine Hodgwoman was yes. your well, previous is, first this wife. This is too much of a coincidence. 
I'm I'm speechless. As as am I, although I'm talking. All of a sudden, I realized that my wife gets twelve thousand dollars a month <laughs> of just walking around money. <laughs> I have no knowledge she of. She hasn't shared it with you. Wait a That's second. Right. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm remembering now. All those checks coming back to me, unopened, returned to sender. Address unknown? She wanted nothing to do with me after we got divorced. Well, I love my wife very much, but that was dumb. You're curving I want wife? that money. <laughs> I'm sorry, John, the die is cast. Uh, Catherine said no. She doesn't want the money. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text her. Okay, sure. Do you mind if I send her a picture of you? I don't mind at all. I all love right. having my picture taken. Oh, wow. You're really posing. Alimony Tony. Hitting all those poses, all those angles. Damn. <laughs> That's what it's about. It's about uh, tiny micro adjustments. That's the <laughs> right. key to getting your picture taken and getting it over with. Dear Kath, were you married to this man <laughs> by any chance? Also, we need eggs. She probably would only know me as Tony. I didn't say your name. She wouldn't wait. She wouldn't know you by picture, by sight? <laughs> he sent a picture. Yeah, oh, she would only know Tony. Did you? Did she you would only know Tony. Did you disguise your face? Yeah, we got married <laughs> in the dark, and we lived in the dark for Is a it year. One of those like dark restaurants. Yes, you exactly. <laughs> I thought that's that's the way to live. The greatest first blind date. Exactly. And we that was our almost, first date. Almost literally blind. That was our first date in 1998. We went to yeah. one of those completely dark restaurants. Yeah. Right. And we he said, s- "Let's keep this we had going." Such a wonderful time. I said, "Why should we tamper with this? I never want to find out if your hair is brown or not." <laughs> So. Yeah, given if this is true for all your wives, really yeah. the color of the hair really is immaterial. No, that, that was just the book. But I don't do the same thing. I don't. I don't live with all these women of the dark. Oh no, of course not. You don't do the same thing among your seven wives. You just make them wear the same clothes. Each of my relationships is unique. John, have you gotten a text back? Uh, no, because I uh, put my phone on airplane mode because I respect the studio. Oh, okay. We're so, never going to get an answer. Put my then. phone on airplane mode. Do da, do da. There's your, another. That was your other one that I That's went right. to. Oh, you saw that one too? Yeah, yeah. I'm the second view. Number seven. Ah, yes. Good shit. That voice is a voice that I love doing, and it's based on Mario Perillo. Who's that? Of per- <laughs> He's this guy. I don't know if he's still with us, but- mm-hmm. uh, I used to see these commercials when I was a Would it a surprise kid. you that I brought him here? What? <laughs> <laughs> There's something called Club Perillo, which was the which were these prepackaged tours hmm. that you would take, I guess, in Italy. And the guy's name was Mario Perillo. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mario Perillo for Perillo Tours. And he would he would narrate the commercial and everything you would get. And I just loved his – I've been imitating him since I was a kid mm-hmm. and uh, never used it for a character before. And it, it just sort of happened for Alimony Tony. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's a really funny character. And as heard before, you brought him back in Chicago. And hopefully we'll bring him back again because he has a great backstory. You haven't seen the last of Alimony Tony. <laughs> Who have we seen the last of? Oh, boy. Ice-T. Ice-T. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> why do you, uh, other than the, the the person in real life passes away, why do you retire a character? Um, if they are, if they are real people, it, it has become less interesting for me to do them, mm-hmm. uh, just because they, because there are real people and there is some, there's still to me some relation to fact. Yes. If that makes sense. You're, you're constrained by, by the limits of what they, what the public knows about them already. Uh, to a certain degree. I mean, my, my approach to those characters is always to, like, make up a crazy thing about them and right. make that the thrust of it. But right. um, 
but also the the it becomes it becomes a little boring after a while, right. you know. It's like having to having to come up with a new bit, a new game for this right. same character over and over again. Although I will say, you uh, on tour, you trotted out some of the old favorites of the people who are real people, Cake Boss and Werner Herzog. Yes, because I hadn't done them in quite Jake a long Boss. time. Yeah, you hadn't done them in a long time, and they were great. And you found new wrinkles, and uh, uh, much like I do every morning, looking in the mirror. <laughs> God. <laughs> now you look the same as you did last year. <laughs> Thank you, but not the year previous. <laughs> oh, so, hope you wouldn't dig too deep. <laughs> really aged. Uh, take the compliment. <laughs> 365 days. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, a weird ammonia alimony, Tony, a great new character. All right, let's go to a break. GNC. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear number six. We're so close to the top. So close, I can taste it in my mouth. Uh, all right, we'll be right back with more Comedy Bang Bang after this. <laughs> Are you stuck at home? Feeling isolated? Yeah. Worried about the state of things? Well, I think we're all feeling like that right now. Going a little stir-crazy and wondering, will this ever end? Can it end? What's it going to be like when it ends? Well, better help offers online professional counselors who can help. Yeah, there's no need to go into the same room as a therapist any longer. You can talk to a licensed online therapist and find relief. BetterHelp therapists specialize in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, insomnia, family conflicts, and more. You'll connect with your counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love in less than 24 hours. That's how quick you can do it. Easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, plus exchange unlimited messages. And look, if for any reason you're unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can get professional help when you want it, wherever you are, which is probably in your own place. BetterHelp is a truly affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BANGBANG. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash bangbang. That is betterhelp.com slash bangbang. Talk to a therapist online and get help. Comedy Bang Bang! We are here! We are here, we are here, we are here! We are here, and we're doing the best of 2019, part three, and um, I'm here with Paul F. Tompkins, of course. I'm here with Scott Ackerman, Who has course. not left. No, I've stayed here the whole time. You have. There was yeah. one year where you did leave. <laughs> Do you remember that? Where you said, I didn't think this was going to take so long, I gotta go, <laughs> and just left. And so we reconvened another day. Yes. And it was it was like right at the break in the middle of maybe our third yes. out of four episodes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we talked about it on the thing, but it was just like after, you know, after a break, just days elapsed and yeah. we came back. <laughs> and that's when we decided to start allotting an entire day for these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, by the way, this is a long day for me because I have this, which is still happening. <laughs> It certainly is. Then I have an improv show tonight. Right. Uh, Something after that? And then I, I have a I have a dinner reservation at 9.45 p.m. Whoa. <laughs> Where are you going to dinner? This is- people, I don't want to say. By the time people hear- Oh, because it's somewhere you go all the time and you don't want people no, looky lose. No. It's it's We're going to the Tam O'Shanter. Oh, okay. Which, there's six of us, and that's a very popular restaurant at this time of year. Yes. Because they really do it up for Christmas, and this was the- 
only reservation we could get. For Interesting, because I, I, by the time people hear it, I will have been to the Tam O'Shanter the uh, following night. It's very true, as will it's I. also true. Oh, you are going to be there. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to be there. I hope you are. Yeah, um, but I will. I go to this restaurant a lot during the Christmas season, mm-hmm. and this will be tonight. Will be my third trip in the Christmas season. Yes. Okay. Then tomorrow, fourth. Fourth. Then. Do you uh, hope to go again? Oh, tonight. Yeah. Um, I will go again. I'm going to go again when uh, Janie's uh, family's in town. Mm, Janie's go got a family. family in town. <laughs> very exciting. Very dangerous. Uh, <laughs> well, that's fun. The holidays are fun, and they are uh, almost over because uh, uh, I mean, today's December thirtieth, obviously, and uh, tomorrow's New Year's Eve, and then by the time we reconvene for our top four, it'll be uh, the day after New Year's Day, what are January second. I will be in an undisclosed location in a bunker. Oh shit! <laughs> they are squirreling me away to protect me. <laughs> They're going to make you into a squirrel? Uh, yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, the cool up and I can't travel together uh, in case of course, something were to happen. Emergency. Yeah, yes, exactly. We need to call each other in case of emergency. Hey, yeah. can you get down here? <laughs> I'm a squirrel. <laughs> I got a flat in Brazil. Flat <laughs> 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 um, But, yeah, I'll be uh, somewhere. Don't worry about me. Um, <laughs> not going to Tokyo this year. I'll tell you about it after the fact. Not got Tokyo. Not got to do it, but I will, I will be there currently when this episode comes out. So I do not want to tell anyone. Well, I'll be there in spirit. Good. good. Yes. I hope that, uh, you will die and haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to haunt you though? Out of anyone to haunt me? I, would it be worse if it were a friend? Like what if I, well, I mean, I guess it, if it's a fr- like, what's a friendly haunting where it's just like you make weird things happen? You're not trying to scare the person. I wonder if the haunting would be executed differently. I, if it were executed exactly the same, but it were by a friend, would it be easier to take, or would it be worse? You're like, hey, you're a friend of mine. Why are you doing this? I mean, you don't know what the what the what it is that the the haunt is trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. Is all haunting trying to communicate something, or is it just like, look, I'm stuck around here, and if I'm stuck here, I'm going to frighten the shit out of you? I think some hauntings are like, hey, this is my space. I'm trapped here. My house, my rules. <laughs> and my rules are, I move shit around. <laughs> I make weird noises. I sit on the end of your bed. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Do you hope you're a ghost, or do you just want to go no, straight to No, I don't want to be a fucking ghost. At least you'd still it be here. horrible. Scaring people? It's kind of fun when you do it like on Halloween in a haunted maze. I don't know. If I if I were a ghost, I'd want to be a haunting. If I were a ghost, (laughs) this is a parody of the Beyonce song. If I were a boy, I would want to be like a haunting of Hill House ghost, like that guy that has the big long cane and floats around, yeah, looking for his hat. He looks cool. He's a cool guy, and you get to wear a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. He was a cool guy. He was a very cool guy. I liked him. I liked him. I mean, I liked him, liked him. (laughs) You had a crush on him? Scott! (laughs) I can't believe you didn't say something before! Would you tell him? Yes, of course! (laughs) I'm too scared to do it myself. I don't want to say anything, but I think he has a crush on you, too. Oh, my God! Yeah. Ask him if he wants to go around with me. Uh, Go around? That's what we said when I was young. Do you want to go around with me? Not go steady. It was a weird. Nah, guys, daddy. Nah, guys, daddy. <laughs> nah, guys, daddy. 
You know that New York Times article <laughs> that we were looking up on tour about like the certain things? Oh, yeah. It would yeah. pinpoint where you lived yeah, yeah, yeah. by uh, asking you 12 questions, I believe, yeah. th- that of various regional sayings. And it was it was amazing. They said that I was from Santa Ana, which is the the town over from where I I lived. It was right. crazy how and every person who took it. But what if I, they they did not include going around in there? <laughs> and that may Wait, have been, did they? Was that in there? No, that going around was not. Right, right, right. That may have only been specific to that particular like year at my right. only my school. And maybe it could have been because someone misheard going steady or something. Yeah, I, I, in some places I know it was like a go with each other. They would, they mm. would just say that, but I, that there's a word, we may have talked about this before, but the word John is a, is a mm. Philadelphia slang term. Yes. Right. That evolved after I left there. So you never said it. No, I did not grow up with that word. What, that was what not does it a mean word. again? It means like thing. It means like a John? situation, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like an all purpose kind of word uh-huh. that is used it's used liberally, but always specifically. Like there's, there's definitely mm. things, places, times where you would not say it. Okay, my mother uses deal. Sort yeah, of it's kind of like way. that. Yeah. So that deal. Yeah. So bring me the deal over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, is kind of like that. Yeah, bring me the absolutely. Juan over there. Yeah. Huh. Was that your <laughs> Juan? No. Juan. <laughs> hey, Juan. Juan, will you go around with me? Will you go around with me, Juan? <laughs> I want to give you a kiss on your big smackers. I want to give you a smooch. Um, so you never said it. So when you hear younger Philadelphians, they say it. They say it. Mm. It's written in print a lot. Really? Out, yes. And how's it, how's it spelled? Uh, J-A-W-N. John. So people use it in advertising and stuff like that. Interesting. The first John is on us. The first John was on us? The first John is on us. Okay. Like it's a deal. The first John is on us. Interesting. Are you okay. trying to do an accent? <laughs> I, I don't what, do the Philadelphia. The you, first John is on us. Really? No. <laughs> what is the Philadelphia The accent? first John is on us. The first John is on us. No. No. You don't have it. No. Come down to get some chicken Pete's crab fries. I do. And I, if you do, the first John is on us. First John is on, first John is on us. Better, better. I do like hearing it when, when uh, on like like newscasters or mm-hmm. when I hear it creep into people. I'll, I always laugh and I look up where are they from. And I think Nira Tandon is uh, she's like a commentator on yeah. New, yeah. And so I heard her say you knew once, and I was like, where's she from? And I looked it up, and it, and that was exactly where she was from. Who did you just have on the show? Who's from Philly? From Ferns, Philly from Ferns. Uh, the documentary. Oh, uh, 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 Rekha? Rekha, Rekha, yes. Yeah, Rekha Shankar. I she's did not realize Philly. she was from Philly. You know, you and know. She has a, yeah, there's a couple words where it creeps in with her. The you knews. Those O's are hard. Those, the the, those, those are hard. Those O's are hard. Hard. Those are hard. I would love to have this be a Stitcher Premium show. You just teaching me how to do a Philly accent. And Let's by the it. by the end of the 10 minute episode, I'm f- perfectly fluent in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Have we? All right. Have we? Where are we? <laughs> Number six. Uh, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm here too. Okay. And we've taken the break. This is the part of the uh, episodes, the by the way, where we get lost in it and don't know if we've taken a break. We're, we, we're just about to do it, right? We've okay, eaten so lunch. Let's, I'm lightheaded, though, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get to it. This is your number six. Number six. 
Okay, number six. <laughs> uh, we're still lost in what we're doing. We're um, lost in the sauce, and you're the boss. All right, this is uh, rel- another relatively recent one. This is episode 622. Mm. This is an episode, and this is from October 7th. Uh, so this is just outside of the Curious Club. <laughs> yep, it certainly is. <laughs> and this is an episode entitled <laughs> Pillow Coffin, Rudy North Returns. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Have you heard this episode? Probably. Probably <laughs> probably not, I would say. This is with Jason Manzukas, mm-hmm. Sean Diston, Lily Sullivan, and Tim Baltz. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, uh, uh, there's a couple of... We heard from Tim Baltz uh, earlier in the countdown. We heard uh, his Righteous Gemstones episode where he was playing Randy Snuts. Yes. Um, and we're going to hear a little bit of him as well. But uh, since we haven't talked about them yet, let's talk about uh, Sean Diston and Lily Sullivan, shall let's, we? Let, let's do. Uh, first of all, Sean Diston... Uh, really funny dude. Mm-hmm. I believe I first had him on the show. Lauren Lapkus texted me and said, hey, you got to have Sean Diston on. Um, he just did her show, which was uh, with special guests, yes. Lauren Lapkus. <clears throat> and uh, I think he did a genie on that one or something like that. He did. He played Skilo. He played Skilo. Oh, we played a genie on Comedy Bang Bang. Yes. Yes. The uh, the show was about wishes. <laughs> right, 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 right. And Lauren played Frank Dorito, who had said, get us Poker World Records for making the most wishes. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, anyway, Sean uh, came on, and I thought he was really funny. And uh, But then pretty early on, he started doing this character, Rudy North, <laughs> um, Rudimentary North, uh, and uh, – uh, and then proclaimed himself to be a fan favorite. Yes. And kept talking about how he was a fan favorite. And it came true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really made it happen. He secreted that shit. He made it happen. He, he did. Um, he made it come true. He's always really funny on the show. And Rudy North, um, I think his, his first episode was on one of our previous best ofs in, in a previous year, where he... Essentially, what it, what he is is he's a dirtbag guy who. And when Sean first brought him in to do his his main the, the main thrust of his character was that he would uh, take over people's jobs by punching them in the throat and just taking over their jobs. <laughs> yeah, and that was enough. But and then, that was enough. Twill do. Twill do. But twill then, serve. but then at the end of the episode. Uh, he casually threw out that he was immortal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but didn't have time boring, to go into it. And it was just at the, right as yeah. we were ending the episode. Yeah. It was a boring story. And then since then, we've been, been unraveling uh, his backstory. But he still always says he doesn't have time to go into it. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, earlier on episode 600, I believe that he died and went to hell and took over Satan's job, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. And... Uh, Every time he also was on the show, he would uh, do his own previously on Comedy Bang Bang, <laughs> and he would then recap what what he had been up to. Um, so this is episode 622. The first thing that we're going to hear – by the way, I'm not even talking about what gave the, the episode its title, The Pillow Coffin. That was an argument that Jason and I got into, uh, which uh, eventually the fans all wrote to me and said that I was right and I was correct in the on the right side of the argument, and I appreciate that, uh, mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Jason essentially lost the argument in the court of public opinion. And so I appreciate that. Um, and it was a strange moment that I was surprised went on as long as it did. 
Well, he I, t- I knew what you were saying. Yeah, you knew what I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I, he, and I agree with you, by the way. Yeah, and he I, took weird uh, he wouldn't uh, let it go. offense at it and wouldn't, wouldn't let, let it go. go. And wouldn't thankfully, go. the fans uh, are all on my side. Of course And have castigated him and uh, uh, he shall be cast out of this show and yeah. never be on again. <laughs> if thine eye offends thee, fuck you. <laughs> but um, in any case, I'm not even going to play any of that clip because I want to play uh, clips from these three great performers. And then uh, Lily Sullivan is someone we should also talk about. She started doing the show relatively recently within, I believe, the last eligibility year for, uh-huh. was her first episode. And she is a, a great improviser uh, from Chicago. Yeah. And uh, we got to know her, and she started doing the episodes. And she's another person that I really enjoy doing the show with. Lily's so funny, and I was so glad to hear her on the show so much over this past year. Very solid, always is reliable. Uh, and Dependable, on depend- time. But I mean, like, brings it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not, there oh, aren't episodes where it's like... Message received, Scott. <laughs> You're in so many of these. Yeah, but I don't always bring it, and I know that you, that's what? what you mean. We went on tour together. I know, and, you're key, and you, everyone loved it. I know, you're always like, I hope he brings it. <laughs> I tell you that right before every show. <laughs> yeah. You better fucking bring it. You introduced asshole. me that way. And he better bring it this time. I hope he brings it. <laughs> Um, but Lily's great, and uh, uh, I would like to see uh, more of her come 2020, and more of her in next year's best ofs as well. So we're gonna hear, uh, we're gonna hear first of all Rudy North um, coming back from the dead, and then we're going <laughs> to hear uh, Lily Sullivan, who is playing a journalist, Virginia Patricia, and uh, then we're also gonna hear Tim Baltz who uh, debuted a character that he just returned to on our uh, uh, two weeks ago on the uh, holiday episode, uh, Darren Maticek, <laughs> who runs the uh, National Bobblehead and Hall of Fame Museum. Right. So the uh, three different clips, three different people. Uh, let's hear it now. This is your number six. Number six. Our next guest takes, um, well, this, this needs to be set up a little bit. It, it needs a little bit of explaining, if that's possible. Previously on Comedy Bang Bang. I am a dirtbag. You're my best friend. I love you, For the last three years. (laughs) I mean, yes, I'm a mortal. (laughs) (laughs) You were also a magical being? That's not important, (laughs) Scott. I was walking down the street. Just the other day? I was walking down the street just the other day. (laughs) I got a new job. (laughs) Scott, I'm the devil now. (laughs) The devil? Devil himself? This is the last time I can appear on the podcast. What? No, you're one of our favorite guests. With every second I'm outside of hell, my power grows weaker, Scott. And it was evidence of an enemy who's been hunting me down since, well, the very beginning of time. Now that I'm in hell, well, there's room for this enemy to run free, Scott. This enemy is my daughter. Hi! Hi, hello. My name's Judy. Oh, hello, Judy. Uh, Judy North. She may come in the form of another comedic character. You will never know, Scott. Rudy, don't go. Owner of a donut shop. I know the fans are going to be so sad. I think they will be. I mean, you're one of our favorites. Goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Rudy. Goodbye. It's been a long time. I should have left you without a dope pizza system. <laughs> of course not. The Force is calling to you. 
there's no way that in some convoluted turn of events I might appear again in the future. I got big nuts, <laughs> and if you're gonna criticize anything, you gotta criticize my nuts. <laughs> Hello, Scott. <laughs> Rudy. Rudy I'm North. Scott. I'm you, here. I'm back. Returned. He's back. I do that was dramatic. That was huge. Hello, Jason. Hello, Good Scott. to see you, Rudy. Um, First of all, you got to know I'm coming in. Well, not as piping hot as usual. Usually, you're fresh out of the oven. You are... Uh, I'm coming in a little less hot, hot than usual, touch. Scott. Yeah, you seem a little somber. A little. I mean, that was a contemplative It was contemplative, theme. for sure. I definitely am coming in hot, but just not as hot. Not as, as hot. Normal. I mean, I, I, bear, yeah, I, I would not want to touch you with a bare hand. Yeah, I'm still sweating a little bit. Right. How you doing, Scott? I'm I'm great, Rudy. Uh, Jason, I, how are you? You know, Rudy, I'm terrific. I just want to say, I loved you on Legion. Thank you so much. I You're appreciate that, Rudy. It was incredible. Oh, okay. It was great. All right. Thank you I so gotta much. I got to catch up with that. Like a wolf point. or something. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad to be back, Scott. And um, Yeah, I mean, uh, as everyone who listened to that previously on I could just, tell. I had a quick question oh, sure, about yeah. the previous one. Yes. Was there an episode recently where a TIE fighter was on the show? <laughs> <laughs> and someone talking about the Force? Because I distinctly heard a TIE fighter pass by. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, uh, I do want to say I'm back from hell. I'm no longer the devil, Scott. You're no longer the devil. Okay, yes. Rudy North is, uh, has been on the show for a, a, a few years at yes, this point. Yes, a few years, and of course, I quickly became a fan favorite. But was <laughs> self-proclaimed, bit, self-proclaimed. Yes, of course, fam, self-proclaimed, but of course, self-fulfilling prophecy. I, look, I just wanted to chop it up with my friends, and I don't really want to yeah. talk about the long journey it took for me to what get back chop, here. What are you Too chopping much? up? Yeah. Chopping up a salad, like a Cobb salad? You know, I'm not a big salad guy. Same. I'm with, I'm now, with that's the, canon. That, that, of course, is canon. <laughs> I'm big on the couscous and the, sort of yeah. the, the, like sort of ancient grains. Oh, gotta love those quinoa. I love a quinoa. Ooh. What's good for the couscous is good for the gander gander. <laughs> Did Shakespeare say that? I think he might have. I think Look, he might have. What, uh, what I want to know, though, okay, let's of not course, talk Scott. about your very complicated backstory. Yeah, because I think that's going to be a sticker because, premium show or something. Yeah, this, this may be a... a <laughs> From what I heard, just unpacking the <laughs> rudimentary north. Yeah. From what I heard, the last six months getting from hell to earth is a epic story that I think is about six episodes of a, a Homeric Freedom. Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! They're, they're calling it a podcast opera. So you're angling for a Stitcher Premium no, payday? Stop. Is that what I'm this not is? angling for anything. You know, I, this is smart though because if the fans demand it, like the, Earwolf will have to it's give just, it to you. On these shows, we don't have time to talk. We don't about have it, time to get into these. things. But if we do want to get into it. No, no, we were talking right. about, let's, let's talk about what it. you want to talk about. What's going on? Well, I'm looking for a new job, Scott. You looking for a new job. Okay. <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a lot harder than it used to be, Scott. Yeah. So your last job, of course, was being Satan in hell. Yeah, I was being Satan. And of but course. It's not really something that translates to an application. No, because look, I have a lot of experience, but then they ask how you got the job. And I'm like, magical powers. Is that part of the application? <laughs> it is. How'd you get the job? It's like what job experience, date, beginning, <laughs> date, and. And how'd you get get this I would also assume that looking at your resume would be like a really eclectic group of people. Oh, yeah. One really of them crazy. being Santa. It'd, it'd be like donut shop. It'd be Lyft driver, Target employee, donut shop owner. owner. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus, the devil. Christmas yeah. tree salesman? They're right. going to ask me why I'm such a journeyman, Scott, and I don't have an answer for him. Yeah, I understand. So what, what what field of work are you looking to get into? Well, Scott, the other day I was walking down the street, of course. And it was the other day, of course. It was the other day. Yeah. I was walking down the street, and um, I walked past uh, KCRW. 
Okay, uh, that is a local to California, Los mm-hmm. Angeles mm-hmm. Uh, radio station. A public, yeah, a public, a public radio, radio station. Public radio yeah. station. And because it was public, I thought, they can't stop me from coming in here. It's like a library. Yep. It's like a library. You're, guess what? Your taxpayer dollars built that whole thing. You exactly. Can, as far as I'm concerned, and this, I think, is the truth for anybody mm-hmm. uh, in the world, in this country, rather, mm-hmm. not the world, uh, you can go into any public radio station and they have to they put have you to, on yeah, the Yeah, they have to give you a drive-time DJ You spot. have to be, because that's what... NPR is all about yeah, drive time DJ. <laughs> I mean, we talk about the open door policy here, but I mean, there, yeah, yeah. anyone can. Yeah, anyone can. So right now I'm the sidekick for a uh, uh, Zoo Crew, uh, Zoo, morning Zoo Crew radio station. <laughs> on, yeah, on, Zoo Crew. On KCRW. <laughs> yes, Nick Harcourt they, and everyone. They, no, they switched it up. Jason effects. Bentley. <laughs> they switched Jason, it up. Jason Bentley and Rudy North. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then I come in, I'm like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" How you doing, Virginia? Right, how are you doing? How are you, Virginia? I'm, I'm so good. Thanks again. What were you saying was funny? So it's funny uh, that you say that you guys were in town doing theater mm. um, because, well, I, I'm retired. I've been retired for. Uh, You're a journalist. Yes. Is that right? So the, I, You're I, a retired journalist? I'm a, an informal journal, journalist. Informal journalist. Mm-hmm. Oh, a citizen journalist, they sometimes say these exactly. days. Exactly. So um, oh, okay. I go to different theater throughout the Evanston area. Including different theater, uh, theatrical events at various theaters? Yeah, productions. Mm. Um, mm, productions. Recently I saw a uh, fourth grade rendition of Oliver. Oliver, the uh, uh, based upon the Dickensian Oliver Twist saga. Can I ask, Scott, were you ever in a production of Oliver? I was not, although okay. I've seen many a uh, 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 Bill Sykes tread upon the boards in my day, uh, but have never actually uh, essayed fantastic. any of those roles. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I truly this this um, specific. Uh, show that I saw, I had a lot of opinions about. So I typically write about the productions afterwards okay. and I send them into the local newspaper. Are uh, they published? Uh, sometimes they are, yeah. Oh, okay. The Evanston Journal as an editorial. As editorial, as not, editorial. As, <laughs> not, not as reviews. Not as so reviews. not in the arts section. <laughs> no, as editorial. Are you, are you uh, a lot of opinions contained within your... Oh, yeah. 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 So, but you I are, got a lot to say. You are on the masthead. It's not a letter to the editor. No, it's editorial. Great, great. It's editorial. Yeah, great. Okay. And so, you know... For example, in this case, I like to go to the talk back after the play, mm. and then I take Which my most sign of a good fourth play. grade shows have. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I said this one. I said to him, I, I said when I saw well, Angels in America, I was like, "Where's the talk back?" <laughs> yeah, I know I've spent th- I said, six hours here, I but said, I want bring the talk back. Tony Kushner out here. I got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. So I said at this one, I said, I got up. And I said, so you guys. Were you alone, by the way? Did you know anyone in the play? Why did you not, go Not this? a soul. Not a soul. Not, not a soul and I contained stood up, therein. I stood up. I said, first of all, the theater's freezing. Oh, I don't understand okay. how you expect us to watch this. I'm frozen to the bone. Mm. And secondly, how, I think. How, uh, what was the temperature? Could you get a, a, a good. 69. That's, I mean, that's pretty I mean, that's good a, for a theater. It's a hilarious temperature. What the shit I ever heard. I mean, that's like. That sounds like some free Guys, I know you want a high five right now, but that's it's not te- that kind of show. I'm going to reach over. I'm a, all right, here we go. I mean, I the, all right, let's just, let's just, just get, get out of the way. All right, all right. Okay, Woo! we got it. All right, good. My lips were blue. <laughs> My lips are frozen. Uh, you blew with your oh lips boy. in the 69. Okay, I don't know what you're trying um, to get at here. Let me ask, this was the first thing you said? 
this was the first thing I said. I, I said. Were, was it the first thing anyone said? Were yeah. you the first to rise to your feet? Absolutely. Oh. Can I ask a question? Were you the only person at the talk bank? There were some people cleaning up. Okay. Oh. Were they talking back? Was this a formal talk bank? Uh, or were you just talking back to the people who were cleaning up and kind of breaking the stage? Some down? of the actors like came out to you meet know, their some family people were, Exactly. Yeah. Were, you know, they were around and everyone's mm. everyone's talking about the show, giving each other compliments. I said, hold on a second, because mm. I got a couple other things to say. I said, first of all, real basic approach to doing Oliver, right? Mm. We mm. could have done something fun, said it in the 70s. Now, you said, <laughs> you said we could have. We could have done something fun. But you have no involvement in this production. No, no, okay. I... I I my son went to the rival school when oh, he so. was when he was coming up. Oh, okay. Um, but coming up where? <laughs> Come, what, do you mean when he was growing up? Or? When he was coming up, oh, and okay. um, so I said, this has nothing to do with that. But oh, okay. this is absolutely. You know, you guys could have had something fun here. The orphan. What would a '70s <laughs> production what, of of Oliver be like with everyone with like afros and exactly. wearing disco? Platforms. So I'm thinking yeah. exactly the orphans. Let's put that in the '70s, right? Let's do disco with Just that. The orphans. Platform shoes, tiny little boys in bell bottom pants. Sure. That's not a stretch. That the audience mm. would be on board for that. Sure. So I, your review is a full suggestion on what genre to change the play to. Your your review, forgive me, sounds a lot more like notes. Yeah, it's kind of like you yeah. want to be the director. Well, they published it and guess what? Everyone was up in arms with me. That's oh. irresponsible mm. of the newspapers. There part, were lots of letters yeah, responding to mine. You got to talk to some of the people down at the newspaper cuz <laughs> well, she wants them. She's not going to talk to them. She I wants know, them to but be if published. you're getting in trouble, man, I just, wow, man. Yeah, I don't know. And so, then, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever thought about coming out of retirement to maybe direct some of these plays? Oh, God. Well, I, I'm you, a very when, busy woman at home. Wait, wait, what did you retire as? Yeah. Was that your job, yeah, what, directing what was your plays? Career? Or? Uh, I was the CEO Ooh. of a... Um, one of those companies that makes the pillows that has sayings on them. Sayings what? on them. Oh. One of those pillows that has sayings. <laughs> one of the one companies. of those companies that has. You were the CEO <laughs> of a company. You'd rather not mention. You just say it's one. <laughs> and so you know, pillows like <laughs> live, love, die. Live, love, die. <laughs> wow. Wow. Are those three That's different a grim pillows? grim message. Ooh, those inspirational pillows. <laughs> Is that, that you put one on. pillow or three different pillows? Live, live love on the front, die, <laughs> die on the back. So um, if you one, die in your sleep, they just turn the pillow around. <laughs> That's fucked Smaller up. feet keep you closer to the stove. Things like that. Oh, I don't know that. I've never heard that. Are you writing these when you were working there? Were you writing these? Okay. And I was hiring the people who wrote them, mostly family members. (laughs) Was this your company? (laughs) Were you the CEO of your own company? Yes. Well, it started as my father's company, but I'm a self-made woman and I inherited it. Oh. Oh, well, those two things. Was it a pillow company when your father had it? Um, It was. It was. It was, um, but it was more like the pillows that you guys were talking about, long pillows. Long, oh, Oh, so- but you like shortened the pillows and added sayings to them? Exactly. So you went from a sleep pillow to a decorative pillow company. That was your innovation for your family's business. Exactly. I and said, why how are... is the business now? Yeah, when you say is you're it retired. thriving? Uh, well, it's, uh, we're good online. You are. You're good online. online. So it still exists online. But brick and mortar no longer. Yes. Did you have brick and mortar pillow <laughs> stores? Is we that did. a thing? It, we did. Oh, that seems mm. like, it, was it like Ill, Ill-advised. What was it called? Pillows and more or something like it that? It was called 
Don't forget that pillow. Don't forget that. But well, don't that's forget good advice that to, you because know, most times, people forget the pillow. <laughs> yeah, when you're shopping for something, it and can you be can't easy forget to forget it the pillow. When it has a saying, right? Yes, you never forget the saying on a pillow. Like right? That. Well, did any say uh, never forget and have like a picture of the twin towers? Sure. falling. We did have one with the twin towers, but mm. it didn't say anything. Oh. oh. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Smart. I, I like that. Was it forget. one of those pillows that you could like run your hand up and down? It would change the <laughs> image. And so in one image, the towers are standing and in the other, they have crumbled oh, to the ground. You know, they didn't make that technology till recently, but I would hire hmm. you. Anything about controlled demolitions or. <laughs> oh, what about building seven? Is that in, do you have any building seven pillows? Oh God, I wish. Fuel 9-11 was an inside. beams. I wish. This, these are all that's fantastic like, ideas. Little feet keep you closer to the stove. 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> no, nothing, uh, nothing. Nothing like that. Nothing, nothing like that. So, Darren, it's so nice to meet you. You're uh, an historian. A, an historian and an entrepreneur. Oh, and wow. an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. great. Okay, we have a lot of entrepreneurs are, on the show, not as many historians. And are the two related? Did your entrepreneurial spirit come out of your historian kind of uh, career? It did. It did. The, the passion that I wanted to pursue and my hobby grew into my entrepreneurship. I am hmm. the co silent co-founder of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. The National... Bobblehead Museum, is that what you said? And Hall of Fame, yeah. And Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall of Fame for bobbleheads? Yeah, or? Hall of Fame. Well, that's fun because it gets sports people in it. And you know what? Bobbleheads. Oh, so it's the, the, the inductees into the Hall of Fame are the Hall of Famers of the sports themselves. It's not like it's this bobblehead Are you inducting is so bobbleheads? Good. Yeah. We're inducting bobbleheads, not people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <Right. That's>, this <laughs> is why we ask. But funny thing, funny you should mention, bobbleheads are usually of people. Sure, Someti and sometimes True. animals. A fox. But are you? Is the Hall of Fame? I'm so sorry to clarify. <laughs> no, that's this. all right. Is the bobblehead the is Hall of Did Fame? You say a fox. A fox. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. Got fox it. and a bear. All right. Yeah. Is the bobblehead fox. Hall of Fame represent the Hall of Famer sports figures that are, have bobbleheads? So, like, for example, or Pete, are they just Pete good Rose, bobbleheads? Pete Rose is ineligible to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but he could of be such a good bobblehead. That yeah, he that's goes what I'm in. asking. Could his bobblehead be in the Bobblehead Hall of Fame? Yeah, not to further confuse things, but it can. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, what about okay. what about that fox? Did he get into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> it, yeah, the really good fox did. The yeah? good one did. The yeah. How many one. foxes are in there? Uh, two. 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 Okay, but the really two. good one was... Yeah, there are two really good ones that are in there. Okay. But also, makes... Pete Rose bobblehead is in there. Hank yeah. Aaron bobblehead is in there. Okay. What makes uh, a... Ted Cruz bobblehead is in there. Ted oh, Cruz wow. bobblehead. <laughs> what makes that bobblehead yeah, so Hall of Fame worthy? What makes a Hall of Fame bobblehead? Uh, pretty much someone saying, hey, I'm mailing you my bobblehead. Will you put it in your Hall of Fame? But uh, then uh, let uh, me uh, ask you this, because you also run the, the bobblehead, bobblehead museum. museum. Yeah. So... Are those ones you pick up yourself? I don't yeah. want to further confuse things, but the Bobblehead Museum and Hall of Fame are one and the same. Oh, okay. So Every bobblehead same that resides in the museum is, in fact, in the Hall of Fame. Is there a Venn diagram where there are parts that are in the museum and Hall of Fame, but not? Do you know what I mean? That's a great point. It, it, they it, are almost a concentric circle. Oh, geez. Okay. So now you mentioned three co-founders, and you said you're a silent co-founder. Uh-huh. Describe the the corporate structure. Because you're talking so much about it right now. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, because I love it. It's my passion. It's my hobby. It's my job. But you're not being silent yeah, about it. When does the silent part start? Meaning when you started the business, you were a mysterious figure who- I was the money man. Got it. Oh. So you, so somebody else was the, the idea person. Yes. Okay, yeah. so this was not your idea. You just provided the capital. That's right. So it, you saw the opportunity, but you didn't necessarily have the passion. 
No, I had the passion. Oh, great. I had the money, <laughs> and I had two friends that had a bigger bobblehead collection than I had. Oh, so, how big was yours when you started? Mine was about uh, 1,000 bobbleheads. 1,000? <laughs> they That's had 1,200 bobbleheads and between them, 1,500 or? bobbleheads oh. respectively. Oh, oh wow. I see, 2,700 bobbleheads. And then it's grown. We opened our museum and hall of fame uh, earlier this year in February. Oh, you did? And we have almost 7,000 bobbleheads. Wow. wow. You've, and I people can give are, you a specific figure. You, you can't. It's all, No, I can. It's you can. It's almost 7,000, but specifically it's 6,969. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah! I love 6969. it. 6969? I love that. So you, High wow. fives all around. So uh, uh, where did you get all these? Do people send them, you said, or you're buying them, or? Well, I usually would get three weeks of vacation per year, and I would just drive around the country buying up <laughs> bobbleheads with my disposable income. Mm, and what and did you do a for a historian? Yeah, uh, well, because of this, I'm a historian, but so, I was an oh. actuary in real life. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. An actuary. Uh, in, you were in the insurance game, and you have a lot of disposable income from that. Uh, mm-hmm. do, were you on a bonus structure where the more policies you signed, you got more money? Or I'm trying to see, like, were, were you purely on salary? <laughs> Can you break down? Uh, how do you, you, how do you have down? so much money? I can answer that. Do you have any tax? <laughs> do you have any tax forms? I'd love any to know. Any liens on any of your properties? Anything like that? Nope, no. nothing like that. How okay. is your finances structured? Was it a bonus yeah. at the end of the year? Are you salaried? Is it an hourly yeah. or weekly? Was wage? it an expected bonus where everyone was like, "Oh no, we didn't get our bonuses"? I don't know how I'm gonna. Not to further confuse things, but everything you guys mentioned. <laughs> oh, okay, great. That's what it was. Right. Um, and an actuary, like in being an actuary, are you like? Like in the business of risk assessment, risk assessment for you know people's mortality or for was it specific to or industry f- or, or for museums that yeah. you know might be set on fire or yeah. bobbleheads that break anything that has any risk associated and money associated with uh, actuary comes in crunches the numbers mm. and then it's party time. Can I ask you about <laughs> and the numbers? Then after the numbers time. are crunched <laughs> yep. and then you then party. party and then yeah. you party? Can I ask you what's the most expensive bobblehead? Yeah, uh, are there any rare valuable ones here? Uh, yeah, in our museum, yes, there are some. There are extremely- or any museum, <laughs> I'll take any museum. Most museums have expensive stuff in them, Scott. Sure, uh, but I guess bobblehead museums. Ours Let's limit it to those. Well, well uh, you know, really, technically, there's only one, which is the museum and hall of fame. Mm. And yeah, we have some very expensive bobbleheads. What's your favorite bobblehead? My favorite bobblehead? Yeah, uh, probably Robin Yount of the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> oh, okay. Born and raised in Milwaukee. Um, Harvey's Wallbangers Brew Crew for Life. Wow. wow. Okay. So you 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 were born and raised in in Milwaukee. Yep. And uh, uh, th- that's wonderful. Was this was this given out at one of the games? Like at a game? Wow. Where do they give this out? That was unfortunate. <laughs> I tried to pick up the slack. I mean, Scott Rudy, had a meltdown. Rudy jumped in there, but Scott like froze. <laughs> I got stage fright all of a sudden. It's like I've been gone for six months and I don't even know who Scott is anymore. Scott, like, you look like I suddenly, where am I? I suddenly you just like woke up aware of my surroundings. You're like, what was happening? Where am I? How long has this been going on? All right, let me what count. Am I like, doing? I'm it's guessing that's rude and only eleven years of this? <laughs> But that is wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful. Thanks, yeah. How it, much is admission to the bobblehead? Uh, right now it's six dollars for admission. Mm, but you're planning to change, or yeah, or you gonna, have changed recently. Yeah, we have changed recently. It okay. used to be four dollars. Now it's up to six dollars. Mm. But we've added a lot of things. Like you can you can drink. There's a full bar inside the. Oh, okay. Okay. oh neat. Uh, Open bar, or do you charge per cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a great question. Is that a good one? Now, I know I'm wearing the shirt that says, ask me anything. I'm a dumbass, but... It's not an open bar, Scott. <laughs> I'm just saying that'd That's be unfortunate. A, a great deal. Six, more six more. dollars to get in and free drinks. <laughs> more businesses should do that. Number six. And there we have it. Three different clips, three different people. Three different you clips. can't say that that's not what happened. Truth in advertising, although I will say there were five people in those clips. So, but there are three different people. True, but that that means three. Mm-hmm. If there's five people, there's definitely three people. Uh, yeah, definitely. Five people is equal to three people. Yeah. You just plus two it. <laughs> Look, it's simple to get from three to five. <laughs> you start with three, then you plus two it. Now you got five. <laughs> we should do Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> <laughs> no songs, just <laughs> condescension. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy, dummy. You have three, then you plus two it. There's five. Three's a magic number. Get it Idiot. now. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hard. Do you remember I wanted to sing that song for freedom? Oh, yeah. Why? I don't remember. I don't remember any episode ever, of Freedom, by I the said way. if we ever do a live show, yeah. we and should we sing did. this song at the end, and then, yeah, we all forgot about it. We, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I don't even remember it now, and you just told me. The response I got back was yeah, tepid. okay. So I felt like <laughs> maybe I should forget this idea. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> uh, although it still would be fun. And what, what would we do? We would fun? just sing it? N- n- no. Uh, we'd also... Make homemade ice cream on the stage. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. For the audience or just for us? Just for us. And we eat it in front of them. How dickish would that be? They just- watch the whole process and then they watch <laughs> us eat it. This is good. I- and there's enough for everyone. We make a ton oh, of it. We make a ton of it. <laughs> we just do not let them have any. Nope. And we throw it out into, yeah. a, into a garbage can right in front of them. Right into a garbage can. Right into a garbage can. I like to throw this ice cream right into a garbage can in front, in front of, of you. you. That's how mad you make me. <laughs> That is this from a marriage story? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> like a throw of this ice cream, like garbage man, right for you. <laughs> All right, let's go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we will have. Oh my gosh, we're cracking the top five, as Damn. Chris Rock said. <laughs> that, did he say that? He movie? says it in the movie. We're cracking the top man, five. I want to get drunk so bad, I'm ready to crack the top five. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Comedy bang bang. We're back with. Paul F. Tompkins, who is currently on his phone. I am on my phone, but I am always listening. What are you checking on your phone? My glucose levels. How are they? They're off the charts. In a good way? Yeah. They're amazing They're, levels. People are talking about my glucose levels. <laughs> Did you see Paul F. Tompkins? No, I was, I, my, my lovely wife texted me. What would she text to a man like you? She was just checking in with me to see how my day was going. That's very nice. She's very nice. I don't like to do stuff like that. When I leave the house, radio silence. <laughs> and, and do you expect that of cool up as well? Oh, of like, course. Don't contact me. <laughs> <laughs> Forget you know me. <laughs> Forget you know me for eight hours. <laughs> no, I earlier uh, in my in my youth in relationships. First, I, I think when you're feeling insecure in a relationship, uh, and I'm not saying that's what you are doing right now yeah, with your texts. I'm I'm just saying that earlier, what I was doing was con- the constant need to check in and assess how your relationship is going. I think oh, when you're unsteady in a relationship, it's like, hey, how are you doing? But you're really the saying- the province of the young, of course. Yes, of course. But uh, uh, nowadays, it's like, look, we got our own thing going on. Yeah, man. You know? Well, my, my wife and I are still very much like young lovers. Ah, that's so cute. We're adorable. I would love to see you make love. Would love ah, you- sex. sex. <laughs> I have tapes. You do? Yeah. Tapes, sir. 
multiple tapes of us having sex. Really? Every yeah. single time you've done it? Every single time. Wow. Every, and we watch the previous sex in order to before the next sex. Wow. Previously on sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we watch it. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good. Okay. <laughs> and then we try different things. We add, subtract, whatever. <laughs> and they're, they're like displayed in our living room. I'm surprised no one ever remarks I've on that. I've never taken them down. Why? You should. I should. I should have a gander. We'll lend them I mean, out to you. good enough for the yeah, goose. absolutely. Do you have a VCR? Oh, no. It's uh, only VCR. Gotta get one. Gotta get them. Gotta get one VCR. Ha ha. <laughs> that's how I laugh. That's how that's your laugh. Yeah, yeah that's it, how you laugh all the time. Ha ha. <laughs> all right. Um, Do you know how I laugh? I'd love to hear it. Like say say a funny thing. Oh shit. Um, that's pretty funny, but funnier than that. Oh shit balls. Ha 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 ha. Like a receipt came out of your mouth. <laughs> Yeah. And it just says, ha, and then, you read, then it show it to you, you read it, and you realize I laughed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of receipts, I got the receipts, oh. meaning the poll results. Oh, and shit. We, and we have to get to it. Uh, let's get to, to what you voted on for your episode number five. Number five. All right. Number five is alive. Johnny Five. Johnny Five. The robot who fell in love. Speaking of robots and receipts coming out of the mouth, did he ever have a receipt coming out of his mouth? Probably. I've never seen that movie. Neither have I. They made a couple, right? Short short circuit movies? Short circuit. One one and two. Short short circuit two. Short circuit? Circuited. Circuited. Circuit. Short circuited. I'd like to see those movies. Oh, I'd like to see those movies. I, I wouldn't kick those Ooh. movies out of bed for being a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback to eight hours ago when we first started I know, this. I know, I know. <laughs> All right. This is number five. This is episode 583 from January 21st. Oh, so far away from the Curious Another Club. Another January, but uh, uh, a week earlier than Weirdimony Alimony Tony. Hmm. Hmm. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And this is an episode entitled Batman 9 9. Mm. Batman 9 9. Batman 9 9. Uh, do you remember this episode? No. <laughs> you maybe would have listened to it. Uh, this is an episode with uh, our good friend Chelsea Peretti. Sure. Who people know from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is, I believe, why it was titled Batman Nine-Nine, because I think she and I were talking about her disinterest in the topic of Batman, a topic which has come up quite frequently <laughs> on these best ofs. <laughs> um <laughs> But probably the title should have been more specific than that, but it didn't hurt its ranking because it is at number Certainly five. Not. Um, this is we also have John Gemberling who comes up a little later uh, in the episode, but it will not be represented in this clip. But John mm. uh, is a very funny guy. Um, and primarily, I believe pe- uh, this was voted into <laughs> whoa, <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> you are Scott. That's rude behavior from a rude boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was a water burp. Okay, it was not based on anything else other than I just he had a sip a water of water. Burp. He has a vodka burp. He has a whiskey burp. <laughs> he has a lager burp. 
So primarily, I think this episode was voted into the top five due to the performance <laughs> of uh, a man named Drew Tarver. Mm-hmm. That's normally when I pause, you jump in and say, oh, yeah, he's good or something. You have no opinion on Drew? I love Drew. You know that. I do know that. It's just uh, we're not speaking right now. Re- I know you and I are speaking. We're doing these best ofs. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at someone you can't see. And I'm telling this person <laughs> we cannot speak right now. What? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Wait, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I'm not looped in on this bit. No, Drew Dolls, he's the best. He's the best, of course. Uh, he uh, came back and returned to the show with a character that had been on, I believe, last year's best ofs, uh, the 80s new wave singer Martin Sheffield Lickley. That's right. And uh, he uh, is a new wave singer, sort of a contemporary of Martin Fry of ABC, certainly uses ABC's backing tracks. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly does. (laughs) Um, Or uh, perhaps uh, uh, the Human League, uh, Phil Mm -hmm. Oakley, who did the title song of Electric Dreams, another movie about a robot. Title song of Electric Dreams. Song of Electric Dreams. Title song song of Electric Electric Dreams. Dreams. (laughs) 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 So, um... Drew is really funny, and uh, he he sings these great songs um, written by a couple of guys. We'll talk about that in a second. But why don't we just hear the actual clip, and let's get to it. This is your number five. Number five. All right, we need to get to our next guest. He is uh, a singer, and he's been on the show before. Uh, he was on the show last year, and we uh, learned a lot about him. Uh, he is uh, primarily works within the... 80s new wave genre. He was uh, uh, very popular back then. Please welcome to the show, back to the show, Martin Sheffield Lickley. Hello. Hello, hello my darling lovelies. Hello. How are we doing? I'm good. It's very nice to see you. This is Chelsea Peretti. Hello, Chelsea. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. My homage. <laughs> uh, Martin, uh, let me remind our, our listeners and Chelsea here, who was not here when we recorded last and probably has not Listen to the episode, although I, I listen every. You do. Week I know you're a day, big fan. Month. Every weekday. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are a singer. That's correct. Uh, you had uh, a band. Uh, yes, a musical two combination. Plus two equals love. Two plus two equals is love is the name of my band. But you, you'll have to forgive me. Um, I'm a bit of a sourpuss today. Uh, oh, me so sorry. Too. Uh, a yeah, long story. Right. <laughs> You were, uh, 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 but I've had creative differences with my band. Oh, I see. Two plus two equals love. All right. So well, I've, the last time that we we heard from you, you were still in the band. Two plus two equals love. That's right. And we caught up with you because you had had uh, several singles where you talked about various tragedies. Yes, uh, I lost my wife. I lost my son. I oh. lost my postman. I lost. Oh. I knew. I know one person in every cemetery in, in the world. Well, no, in America, in, in the America. UK. Oh, okay. yes. And Were you close with your postman? Oh my God! Yes. I mean, I see him all the time. Martin Still. would forge just these white hot relationships. Yes, we were very will they, won't they? And he would deliver my mail. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> there was a question whether he would. deliver 
deliver your mail or not? Well, we will where they won't they. I mean, it's right there in the whole rhyme. He Neither hail, would. nor rain, nor sleet, nor yeah. snow. He but always not, would. not since the shutdown. Oh, that's true. That's, that's a good true. Point. That's Political. true. But yes, I have mm. split with them, and I am a solo artist now. You're a solo artist. Well, yes. congratulations. Thank that's you. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes, I taught myself how to use a drum machine and a synthesizer, and now I am making the music that I really want to make. So your band members were primarily uh, in charge of the drum machine and the synthesizer? <laughs> yes. And you were in charge of vocals? Yes, absolutely, yes. That was the, uh, that's how you split up uh, the, the, the jobs. Yeah, me, drumming machine, and synthesizer. And so we, now, now you're doing all of them. Now I'm doing all of them, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm done with that top 40 horse shit. Oh, okay. I, you know, I must I'm confess, I had never heard any of your songs before you did the last episode, so I don't know that they were in the top 40, but we, they were well, aspiring to be in the top were, 40. They were. They were. They were top okay. 40-esque. Um, mm, that's but interesting. <laughs> they, uh, you know, my new music is is music that I've always wanted to write. So this is a change of pace. Exactly, now, yes. Now, I, I remember uh, Garth Brooks, uh, Chelsea, I don't know if you're a Brooks head. Oh, major. Remember when he uh, uh, got that alter ego, uh, Chris? Uh, what was his name? Chris Gaines, remember? And he just he wanted to do more like uh, uh, personal music, not mm-hmm. in the country genre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would imagine very, that, very that, similar what I'm doing. I mm-hmm. mean, I haven't changed up my look much, but my songs are now they're. How would roar. you describe your look? I mean, I I, I look like a cold tan bird, right, with yes. no feathers, right. <laughs> <laughs> So That's something accurate. very cold, but has just gone on a trip. Yes, just because well, you know I just went on a trip because I'm tan. <laughs> yes, that's the, our one right. piece of evidence. Exactly. But I took a trip away from my bandmates, but my new music is, it's roar. It's, and it's me bearing my soul. Is, you mm. mean roar, like you're saying raw? I think it's roar. his English, yeah, it's his uh, roar. Not, not roar, because Katy Perry did that. No, right. no, 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 it's roar. More it's his roar. English accent. He's from the southern part of English. Yes. England, oh, so I believe. Bringhamton? Bring, well, uh, I'm actually from Wilkinshire, Dirtshire, Flat Groundshire. Oh, I ran through that field. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, it's, right? It's, it's, a, it's I, think I wouldn't 13, say beautiful, but. It's not beautiful. It's, it's urban. It's, yeah. yeah. Yes, It's yes. a field, yet somehow urban. <laughs> Very yeah. A lot of trash in it, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. But it is rural, but it feels urban, yes, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I wrote... Uh, uh, my my new song is a. This is me bearing my. This is and this is more personal music for you, even though your previous songs were seemed very personal about your son being dead. Yes, your, no, this is very personal. This is more personal than those. Way more personal. How I'm, old was your son when he died? He was eight years old. Oh my god! It was yeah. a big tragedy. He he wanted to write a tears in heaven type song. Right, I was gonna say, but his yeah. son didn't fall big out the window. No, yeah. my song, my son died of emphysema so it was a different song than Are Tears you a smoker? in Heaven. I'm not. No, you've never seen that video. <laughs> There's that little video that little kid smoking ciggies. Yeah. The little YouTube yes, video. Yeah. My son watched that and started smoking cigs. Oh god. And then and you've never seen that video so you I won't watch it. Cuz if well, you do how you'll could you now. Yeah, no, it's killed so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Um but this new song is is me bearing my soul. You've said that several times, and I'm excited to, to hear it. Yeah, so... Can I ask you one question? Yes. Did you bring some of these songs? I did. I have them here. We Okay, have well, why don't we hear some of them? This is this Martin Sheffield This is me bearing This is you bearing your soul. soul. Here we go. Hit it. I'm working out at the Love G. 
gym where the muscle you train is your heart. Instead of punching bags, they have kissing bags. And the personal trainer is your wife. The Love Gym charges a membership, but instead of cash, you pay with a hug. Love Gym don't got a swimming pool. Instead, they got a kissing room. A kissing room is a room where you kiss. Don't understand? I explained it clearly. The Love Gym don't have any towels. You wipe your sweat with little chocolates. There are no trebles and there are no weights. All it has is a kissing room. The Love Gym is not a very good gym. If you want to work out, go to a normal gym. A normal gym. The Love Gym. A belly total fitness, but for love instead. Thank you. Oh, I'm like crying. <laughs> That's thank you. So personal. Thank you. Remember, you can't trust anyone. That's the <laughs> message. That of was that the song. theme of that. I, uh, maybe I didn't get it yeah, from that, but re- uh, can you see again? Re- no, re- <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Wow, amazing. Yes, Martin. and also just it's it reminded me of some of Beyonce's music where you're really tripping over the words <laughs> so quickly, and yeah. there's no way I could karaoke that because it's no like clear rhythm. No, or yeah, and also the words would turn pink so quickly yeah, I wouldn't know you'd be exactly. Racing and rushing. Well, and, the yeah. key to good music is to take the biggest inhale of your life yeah. and then speed through. It. Uh-huh. Hmm. So what what was that song based on? You mentioned it was personal, but uh, it seemed to be about some sort of a Bally's gym. <laughs> a a that... gym with chocolates. Okay. And no well, that was obvious. Room. That was me. I've been I'm dealing with right. tragedy. You, you're dealing with stuff. Uh, you did mention, a metaphor. You mentioned the trainer is your wife, but wasn't your wife dead? <laughs> well, she was, but it's a metaphor. Uh, oh, okay. Got that's it. That's actually... The wife planes, is a metaphor. The gym is real? Yeah, it's all a metaphor. Okay, everything is a metaphor. Everything the gym, the metaphor. wife, yeah, the, all yeah. the fixings. Okay. But it was devastating. You know, my former bandmates, they continue to tour as they do. two plus two equals love. That doesn't seem right. I mean, it seems like, you know. I uh, know, it's awful. And they have a new lead singer. Who's this? Fathington Cheshire Davies. Oh, no. I know. Oh. We got to get him on the show. That daft boozer. <laughs> but he's so hot and his Instagram is amazing. Chelsea. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> he has an Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. What's you, on it? Um, lots of like shirtless selfies. Chelsea. Lots of like shirtless selfies, and he Farting does time. peace signs. Oh my god! Well, I've already written a song about him. I'll have to add that into it. Mm. You've written a song about yeah. This far, what's his name again? Farthington Cheshire Davies. You've written a song about yes. Him. This next song about it is about what it's like to get stabbed in the back. Oh. Hit it. bug of love it laid an egg inside my heart i went to the doctor to see him he said my stomach was full of love eggs the doctor prescribed me 100 kisses after that he said the eggs would hatch so he kissed my stomach 200 times and then the eggs did their hatching dance now my stomach is full of bugs and my heart is full of love this is an accurate metaphor for how all people fall in love. Love eggs, love eggs coursing through my veins. Love eggs, love eggs, they're eating up my brain. Love eggs, love eggs, I can't get enough. Love eggs, love eggs, they're hatching in my gut. Thank you. Thank Ooh, you. Wow. Oh, this doctor needs to be... <laughs> Outed. It needs to be looked at, definitely. Yeah. Well, the love eggs represent Fathington Cheshire Davies. Got it. And well, the love bugs represent when those eggs hatch. And was the doctor represent? 
My my, <laughs> you stumped him. <laughs> He's you got a look of terror on your face. <laughs> you know, I haven't really thought of that. Well, the lyric just kind of came out. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where you would put in the uh, Instagram stories <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll have to do some type of. Uh, yeah, maybe you could edit a little bit, like update maybe update on his shirtless selfie, Farthington. Mm. He's a pretty good looking guy. Charismatic yeah. too. All his Insta stories are so funny. Yeah. God. Damn it, he's funny. <laughs> yeah, man. What does he do? His Insta stories are so fucking funny, dude. Is it just like him going around his day, or do they feel like they he's thought about? No, them? he's just going around his day. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what would be funny? worse. For, yeah. What would be worse for you? <laughs> that seemed terrible. to crush you. So yeah. they're just they're just off the cuff, hilarious, totally oh. improv, just wow. Playing around in his house. Hey, he'll sit on his bed and tell a story. Then he'll be like outside, and mm. it's just very oh, light, easy. That daft boozer. What mm. does that mean? <laughs> you, you've repeated that. Now, you what, know, is that, daft. I know is crazy or stupid, and boozer is someone yeah, who drinks a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you sound but like you're trying to. The, you sound like you're trying to convince yourself. I'm trying to think of something else that sounds kind of like that. <laughs> you know, he got an an endorsement, like an alcohol sponsorship. Whoa, that daft no, boozer! Not Parrot Bay. Yeah, it is Parrot Bay. <laughs> Shit, Fathington. Were you up I've for that? I've been going after Parrot Bay for uh, years. Uh, I love Parrot Bay. What is Parrot Bay? Is that a rum? What yeah, is- it's like it tastes like sun lotion. <laughs> Okay. How do you know? I love it. But he's not even the worst member of my band. Oh, well, the, the person even, who took your place is not the worst member no, of your band. the snake Sebastian Darlington Winterton. Oh, no. Who, yes. What did he play? The drum machine or the synthesizer? Synthesizer. Yeah, I recently walked in on him having intercourse with my new wife, Francesca, in our marital bed. Oh, no. Is I this know. why the band broke up? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, your wife. Yes. Your wife in your in marital bed. Marital bed. Is that a separate the, bed you have? Uh, from yes, from, from when we got married. <laughs> and then you switched beds <laughs> day two of the marriage? Yes. Yeah, well, and it, it was the honeymoon bed. <laughs> it was a honeymoon bed for about six months. Yeah. That's cool. Like a lot of beds in your house. A lot of ritual. Yeah. Well, this but, sounds like a terrible guy. Surely you haven't written a song about him, I have, have you? What? This next song... <laughs> Is about what it's like to be betrayed by the same. <laughs> the same what? <laughs> it's about being betrayed at the same time by the best man at your wedding and the woman who told you, I do. I made a reservation at the restaurant of love where they only have tables for two. Instead of taking my order, the waiter gave me a kiss. Instead of food, I ate perfume. <laughs> the love restaurant failed its recent health inspection because the kitchen is infested with rats. I'm not talking love rats. These are regular rats, and they're biting all the customers and staff. I got food poisoning at the love restaurant. Pretty sure it was caused by the rats. I posted a one-heart review on Yelp.com slash love. Then the business owner contacted me privately. 
He said, why'd you give my restaurant a one-heart review? I said, because it was full of rats. He said, this is a small business and this review could ruin me. He cried over the phone and said he was trying his best. Thank you. <laughs> Never gets to a chorus, does it? <laughs> oh, man. You got a lot that of That one is all new words. <laughs> what? It's all new the whole way through. It new words? Like yeah, I, that was my inspiration. New words the whole way through. <laughs> Meaning Don't repeat words. a thing. Oh, I see. So words we've heard of, but just... <laughs> yes, not new so words. So if you ever language. said... If you ever said the in that, you never said it again. Never. Uh, let me look. <laughs> nope. May no. Okay, wow. You can go back and check it off. They're all new. Right. So most of that was a metaphor, but you say the rats are real? Uh, yes. The restaurant re represents my failed marriage, and the rats, uh, like I said, those are just regular those rats. Those are regular rats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So there were rats in your failed marriage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what percent well, yeah, of what we had a rat problem. A rat. Is that what led to you breaking up? Well, yeah, you take inspiration from everywhere, you know? You yeah. pull from all over. Chelsea, what... What uh, What percent of what you sing about is a metaphor <laughs> versus concrete and real? Well, it comes and goes. That person, that song <laughs> there was One Afternoon. Oh, okay. So that was all real. So, yes. and the and the owner of the restaurant was your wife contacting you saying that you well, she's no, a small business. I was writing a song and I was doing some Yelp reviewing, <laughs> okay. Okay. and it kind of bled into each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool because that's, cool. that's like yeah. making real life. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. But that song is about my best friend having sex with my wife. That's terrible. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and it's been awful. You know, my my mm. mind has been going to some really morbid places. I can um, tell. Yeah, yeah. And last night I actually had. Um, some thoughts of suicide. No, not suicide. Oh, my God. Do you, you, you call us some emergency? You say well, it's so cute. I can't tell whether this is a serious... Well, I was about to commit suicide uh, <laughs> by taking a bubble bath with my synthesizer. And oh, that's a terrible... I mean, if it were plugged in, yeah. yeah. Is it battery operated? It or? is. Big batteries, though. Car batteries. A couple of car batteries. Car batteries, which yeah. would electrocute they you? They would have done me in, for sure. Okay, yeah. No. Um, but at the last second, I decided, <laughs> No. No, instead I need to channel my depression into a song. Into your art, that's yes. great, yes. So this last oh. song is called <laughs> Existence is Emptiness. Mm. Depression, sadness, madness. <gasps> All aboard the train of love. We're going full steam ahead. Choo choo. The caboose is full of broken hearts. And the conductor is a kiss. Train of love, full of broken hearts. I must steer us straight to the train station of love. There are train tickets and newspapers there. But I'm always too heartbroken to read them. Ooh. It's the train. It's the train. The train of love. I pull the levers. So many levers. The train of love. I'm shoveling coal. It's shaped like hearts on the train of love. Choo-choo. 
choo-choo. Thank you. That one, I actually, that was the best one. And I'd love to hear it sung by a different singer just to see like. Someone like the new singer in your band. What they could do with some of those notes. No, no, no. (laughs) It also, if I might say, is the most reminiscent of your previous work. No, that's a brand Uh, new song uh, that I wrote on the way here. uh, And it's completely original. It it seemed like you used the same ABC sample that you did on all in your previous appearances. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think we were all pulling we'll from each know. other. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. Yeah. Number five. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, yeah, baby. Now, that's what I call comedy volume, volume two. two. Oh, wait. We've already gotten into volume two. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, so funny. So good. And uh, one thing about those songs and um, – being funny. Being funny. Is that they are. Is that they are, but they don't just will themselves into existence. They actually are, uh, uh, those songs, the lyrics are written by a couple of comedy writers. Two guys hiding behind the scenes. Hiding. Not wanting any kind of a spotlight. Cowards. And I am going to have to drag them into the spotlight because I wanted to talk to these guys because, <laughs> because uh, uh, you know, because we don't break the reality of uh, characters' existences a lot. You can't be the R. Um, you know, they they deserve a little more credit than uh, sometimes during in the middle of an episode we are allowed to give them. But uh, that's what we do on The Best Of. So we wanted to have uh, the guys who uh, have written these songs as well as some of your other favorites uh, on the show. So uh, let's talk to them now. Let's welcome Brad Evans and Nick Ciarelli. Hi, guys. Hey, what's happening? Hey, hi, guys. Hi. I also welcome you. <laughs> Thanks for Thank you and the welcome. for help, having us. You guys talk simultaneously, and that's your whole shtick. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's our duo. <laughs> and, uh, We're a comedy duo, and we have to talk at the same, same time. time. You, saw the, yeah. you saw the Sklar Brothers, and you're like, what if we just sped up the whole process? <laughs> Um, thanks for being on the show, guys. I wanted to talk to you. Uh, like I said, um, you know, uh, I, I believe last year um, these songs, uh, the Martin Sheffield Lickley songs, uh, were voted on to be in the in the best ofs. I can't remember where they placed, mm-hmm. but um, and also uh, 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 the the McDonald's cups guy, the Donnie Gary, <laughs> Donnie Gary, yeah. Donnie Gary. Oh, you yes. also do, uh, which uh, were were a previous. Um, in a previous best of, and also we're on the comedy Bang Bang TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, Drew appeared as Donnie Gary and did the McDonald's Cups guy, and um, he uh, he's mentioned it on the show. But I wanted to really just talk to you guys about it, but and said that you guys have written it, and uh, you also are the writers of uh, some other songs who may or may not be in the countdown. We don't know. Uh, the Memphis, oh, exciting. Memphis, Kansas Breeze. I mean, okay, they haven't yep. been so far, so probably not in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't make the cut. Surprising, <laughs> it's, but... It's competitive. <laughs> so how... Uh, describe how you wrote these songs, how you got to know Drew, how you came to, to write these things. How did this come about? Um, yeah, we just we've been on a sketch team with Drew. We've been doing sketch shows together at UCB and around LA for like five or six years. Um, Where are you from? I'm from Orange County. Where? I'm from. I uh, grew up in uh, Aliso Viejo. Oh, if you took a New York Times uh, 12-question survey, would I be able to ascertain where you're from? (laughs) Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, no, no. We talked about it mere moments ago. Well, also, he just told you where he's from. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, it would probably come up Santa Ana. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, And where are you from? Uh, Pennsylvania and Connecticut. Really? And Mm -hmm. how did you get to know each other? Uh, Through 
through UCB through the comedy scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we oh, just cool. submitted a ride on a sketch team and they threw us together. Okay, was that yeah. nephew? Yeah, it was, it was a team yes. called nephew. And uh, so you were on this team with Drew, and you were writing stuff for him, or? Yeah, yeah, he was an actor, and we wrote stuff for him, and then uh, we all have a show together called Atlantic City, uh, where we write stuff for him, and mostly for ourselves these days, but mm-hmm. we, yeah, Carl Tart does the show a bunch of, it's a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. We're all friends. All friends. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a gripping good. tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We became friends and we Glad to have you guys friends. on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Mar- Martin Sheffield, luckily, we were just watching video of this guy, Martin Fry. Martin from Fry from ABC. ABC. Yes. Yeah. It was a real loose performance of uh, The Look of Love. and mm-hmm. I just, saw him once at, uh, I, I believe the club is no longer there, but it's on Sunset. It was Billboard, maybe, or something. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I saw ABC, and he was wearing a tuxedo jacket. Mm-hmm. And then um, for the encore, he sang The Look of Love. He went off stage while the band still played, came back out wearing a gold lame tuxedo jacket. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> did, a, did a costume change. It was wonderful. <laughs> That's great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but yeah, we were, yeah, we were just watching him and making fun of him. Our, me and Nick were around our apartment. Yeah, we were we were tearing him apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> sa- by savagely cutting into this uh, musician <laughs> yeah. who was popular before we were born. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, and uh, and this happened to me certainly uh, during my career. You know, when you're a writer for stuff, you. Um, you know, you're the person who came up with the idea, but the performer gets a lot of the credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I just really wanted to highlight uh, the, the the hard work that you guys have put in doing. Uh, anytime I would talk to Drew, I would be like, hey, can you bring some new songs in? And he'd go, yep. Let me, try, <laughs> let me try to get those guys on the phone. And, to... <laughs> um, and you guys. Mouthful of chewing tobacco. <laughs> dip, yeah. Yeah. Dripping all the floor. <laughs> Spittoon at the ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but he, uh, you guys were, were uh, uh, very nice to oblige and write new songs for them. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously these songs sort of, uh, uh, you know, are popularized on this show, but I want to 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 let everyone know that you're the guys who do it, and uh, oh, no, thank and you. thank you in yeah. person for for doing this. Oh, oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah thanks yeah, so much. Thanks yeah. for having Drew and folks get to do the songs on here. Yeah, and you guys um, recently you were in. Is it is it safe to say that you were in the news? Yeah, is that yeah. safe is that, to say? <laughs> I mean, it's it was, very dangerous to the, say the real news, and I'm not talking like entertainment news. You guys were in the news news. <laughs> yeah, we were. In, yeah, we accidentally wound up in national news a couple days ago. Uh, and this was because of it. Well, why don't you just tell everyone? Um, yeah, we host this show, Atlantic City, uh, in L.A., and we... Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah we just mentioned from it. From earlier in the show, <laughs> so you, can, you can listen back. Um, We're, I, I referenced it again in case someone has like one of those uh, mm-hmm. things where they forget stuff. Well, from, you need uh, to hear something three date. times in advertising before it solidifies in someone's right, brain. Yeah, yeah. So tell everyone about the show that you guys do. Yeah, there's one more plug on the way. <laughs> Atlantic City is a comedy show. Me and Nick, Drew, Carl, a bunch of people. Uh, but yeah, at, at the show, we wanted to make fun of the uh, the Mayor Pete dance. We thought the Mayor Pete dance was bad. Pete his campaign workers tried to put out a real dance or something. Yeah, to the song. No, they did. Yeah, they, they, they put it out. Yes. They put it out in a big it's, way. To the song High Hopes uh, mm-hmm. by Panic at the Disco. But we were just like, oh, it would, it would be fun if uh, we just 
said like Mayor uh, Michael Bloomberg had his own dance, so we made for up his our presidential own dance. campaign. Yeah, and so uh, you filmed a dance at the UCB theater, is that right? Yeah, or yeah the UCB theater. We just came out at our show. We don't usually like film our audience. We were just like, guys, bad news. We have to film you guys. You all have to learn a dance. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to teach you. And some of them were excited. Some of them were sad. Uh, <laughs> and sad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. They weren't thrilled. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then uh, yeah, we taught them this dumb dance to uh, uh, the song "Moves Like Jagger" from <laughs> several years ago. Uh, Who did the choreography for this dance? Who? Uh, me and Nick did. We, yeah, we, we. You came up with all the moves. We yeah, did. we we've okay. never choreographed anything before, but we <laughs> gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. You don't even know <laughs> what to call it. Yeah, no, no, no. We're very used to that word. Bolsters your case. It's, yeah, <laughs> incredibly new to the scene. Yeah. Um, um, so you so you you did this uh, moves like Bloomberg dance. Yeah. And then put it out as if the campaign was putting it out. Mm-hmm. And this became uh, shared around the internet. People thought it was serious and people thought that the Bloomberg campaign had put it out. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of, uh, a bunch of people thought it was real. We, we did, we weren't trying to trade people that much. Like we didn't make fake Twitter accounts. Yeah. You just put it out as like a funny thing that you thought people would find funny. And instead people yeah. took it seriously. Yeah. People so, took it seriously. So, I mean, we, to be fair, we did edit our uh, Twitter bios to be like, we're uh, you know, campaign <laughs> interns for Bloomberg. We put these pictures of us as like Teens in like suits, right. but if you were to scroll through your feed, you would see. You like, would see yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you scroll but, two inches down. It's like come to my comedy show tonight. The like <laughs> yeah. that is at the venue that the video is <laughs> right, right. at was posted at the same time as. Yeah, but like, but uh, normally people just see a video and they just share the video and that's it and go look at this yeah. stupid video. Yeah, yeah. and so people it, it got shared so much and and uh, derided so much that the Bloomberg campaign had to put out a statement mm-hmm. saying that you did not work there. Yeah, the next morning, yeah, a bunch of people shared. Sebastian Gorka shared it and a bunch of uh, uh, but he, he was Haber. also just like uh, apparent like this is not a parody like yeah he shared it uh, saying it was real which was he cool. yeah he stood behind it and was saying like this is real not a this is real just, everyone should look at this all these Nazis were looking at it um, <laughs> so then so then um, the Bloomberg campaign said uh, these guys don't work there to which you responded is this how you tell me I'm getting fired? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then kept it going for a little while longer. Yeah. yeah, we kept it going for a few days longer, just yeah, like we, they had fired Nick over Twitter, and then I quit my job. <laughs> Nick was an unpaid uh, unpaid intern. and right. I, Brad worked I, for them. I worked right. for them for minimum wage, and I quit my right. quit my job uh, in solidarity with and Nick. And then just, I mean, as of press time, uh, as we're recording it, was it today or was it the day before? Like, they finally came out and said, comedians did this. Um, yeah, we fi- like, yeah we finally admitted admitted it. Yeah, kind of you admitted it, and that yeah, became. I, I, I think the news the news broke it pretty quick. Someone at someone one of the other acts on our show confirmed to BuzzFeed that it was filmed at our show and that comedians did it. <laughs> what it was act just was weird. this? Uh, it was uh, Z-Way Fumuda. Uh, I don't. Yeah, she, oh, okay. she from New York. Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, she wh- cracked under the pressure. <laughs> I know. Everyone's hounding the acts at our show to tell <laughs> like, Was this a comedy show? Right. Yeah. So you guys, and you guys put out videos and stuff. I've seen uh, the. Uh, uh, restaurant review video mm. and uh, so so and and where can you guys be found on Twitter? Um, I'm at Bradford Evans. I'm at Nick Sorelli. And uh, really funny guys, and uh, you know, make sure to follow them. And 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 what are you guys up to? Anything you want to uh, plug? I know I from what I understand, you have a show. Uh, yeah, it's called Atlantic it's, City. It's really interesting. Well, we right. show, I it's mentioned it before. Atlantic City. <laughs> right. um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we show Atlantic City. We do it uh, in LA at the UCB Theater on the second Thursday of every month. Uh, we're doing it at San Francisco Sketch Fest on uh, January 23rd. Great. And you also, uh, they're, they're on your Twitters. I know there is a like a compilation of all your videos as well that people can look at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you go to our Twitters, there's a thread of all our uh, yeah. videos. It's our pinned, uh, pinned tweets. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, I really want to thank you for coming on. And again, um, if you like, 
like the uh, Martin Sheffield Lickley or the Donnie Gary or the Memphis Kansas Breeze, uh, you guys are a big part of that. So uh, thanks so much for no, being a big part of the show this year. Yeah, yeah we appreciate it. Us. Thank you. All right. And now you must go. Well, Bye. Okay. Get, get the fuck out. Your time is done. Retreat into the shadows. <laughs> back, back. Well, um, speaking of the shadows and time being done, uh, our time is done. And to be Shadow Stevens. <laughs> to be Shadow Stevens. <laughs> Father of, by the way, an actress in 21 Jump Street, <laughs> Amber Stevens. I don't, <laughs> I don't know I if you know that. I can't. I've seen that movie and I can't picture her. Uh, she also was in uh, Gerard Carmichael's show. She played his wife or girlfriend. I can't recall. I never saw that show. Okay. I've run out of credits for her. Well, but. Does she have to be in one of your movies for you to see her in something? She wasn't in Jack Frost. <laughs> what if she was in Jack Frost? She would have been a child, right? She would have been like four years old. Yeah, probably. Or Jack Frost. Um, is she also oh, in. Okay. Who's in. I, it makes me realize that I, I, I only. Re, oh, yeah. Amber Stevens. I've met her. You've met her in what? I met her. We played. We did a charity event together. Oh, which charity? Uh, Satan? <laughs> it was for the Church of Satan. <laughs> it, no, all, all, all kidding aside, it was for the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. I know you're kidding about that, but what was well, it? We like to have fun. But it was, what uh, was it actually for? It was for the Westboro. <laughs> uh, I can't remember which what the organization was, but Josh Molina invo- organized it. I hosted a uh, a night of celebrities playing the game Celebrity, hmm. and she was one of the celebrities. And we're and I messed up her name when I introduced her. What did you call her? And she never said anything about it. Oh, how nice! I don't remember, but I I think I, I think I called her Amber West, some other last name. Okay. Oh, Amber West, North by Northwest. Yeah, I think I called her Amber West, the Wild West, like when Deadwood was set. <laughs> the Magnificent Eight. And then I realized, like, oh no, that's not her last. <laughs> that's name. not it. Well, uh, she was Amber Stevens West, and now is Amber Dawn West. Is that right? <laughs> No, no, no. She's her stage name is Amber Stevens West. Okay, because she got married to a, a guy named Stevens or something, or maybe a guy named St- or no, no, no. Shadow Stevens is her father. I was gonna say, <laughs> who's this West? That's the guy. She she married Adam West. She married Adam West right before he died. Right before he died, and then he died, and then she married a cowboy <laughs> from the old West. Anyway, you met her. I've referenced her. This this is, let's call the whole this thing This is off. good podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to uh, get out of here, but we're going to be back on Thursday. And look, I know that every time we do these best ofs, part one is the most listened to. For some reason, you would think part four would be because those are the those are the best episodes. Maybe part one represents the least listened to episodes, so people are catching up. Maybe, but I feel like they're just exhausted by the end of part one. They or don't. It's a lot of first timers who were like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> not gonna do it." But um, coming up on Thursday, we have the top four episodes of Comedy Bang Bang for 2019, and that is, ex- I mean, that's incredible. It's very exciting. Uh, these are these are voted on by you. So uh, and and you. Look, maybe some of you have some idea of of what they are, but you will never guess what order they're in unless you do. That's right. So you better tune in. And you better guess. And if you do, you better be right. Scott, I have a question for you. Maybe it's just too early in the game. Oh, but I thought I'd ask you once again. What are you doing, New Year's, New 
I'll tell you off mic. But that's happening tomorrow. New Year. Have a happy New Year, everyone. Be safe. Have a happy New Year. I want everyone safe. to hear these top everyone four. To hear these top four episodes. Episodes. How terrible How would it be if you weren't safe? If you weren't safe. And you never and got you to hear. Never got to hear. Hopefully, you've Hopefully seen Star Wars. You've seen Star Wars. You saw Avengers and Endgame. Avengers Endgame. The conclusions of the both conclusions of those of sagas. Both of those sagas. But you gotta but hear you the top gotta four hear episodes. The top four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hey everyone, I uh, just want to remind you that we have a lot of great Comedy Bang Bang merchandise over there at Podswag. We have 10th anniversary shirts, water bottles, we have uh, Harris Whittle's journals, which are really cool. Um, all sorts of stuff. You want to go over there and get stuff because there's a great deal going on right now. If you head over to podswag.com slash bangbang and use the offer code BANGBANG at checkout, the first 100 people will get 30% off their PodSwag order. So that is a great deal. 30%, that's like three-tenths or something. Head on over there, podswag.com slash BANGBANG.